It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Community to Legal Deception Community Call. We do this every Thursday night about this time, about 9 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, for those of you who are on here, invite your friends. Are we all set up, Miss Seawolf? Hello? Hello. <laughs> we all set up? Well, I'm bringing everybody else on, so give me a second, please. Thank you. We'll do. Okay, I'm back. All right, okay, ready to go? Well, I uh, thought you would have been speaking already. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Legal Deception. I did. Uh, With wait, your host, um, Southern Command and uh, Denny G. We're going to call him Kenny G pretty soon. You know, hey, like I, that famous... I, I, I don't play soprano saxophone. <laughs> And Boomer. Good evening, <laughs> and, folks. And basically me, the Shewa. I'm not the nice one, you know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that. Okay, let's get right down to business. I downloaded something this afternoon that I, from my little file section of my computer here called the Articles of Confederation. Some of you have already gotten there and read it and caught some of the stuff. Okay? We'll start with, a, with Article 1, all right, which tells you the style of the Confederation is the United States of America. Well, that's okay. We'll go there. But Article 4, I want to read this to you. To better to secure and profess a mutual friendship, and intercourse amongst the people of the different states in this union, the free inhabitants of each of these states 
listen carefully, paupers, vagabonds, and fugitives from justice accepted. All right? Plain words, they are not in there. That's E-X-C-E-P-T-E-D. And what does that word mean? You tell me. What was the word again that you were spelling? Accepted. Accepted? Yep, like you're admitted, except for you. Oh, okay, like an exception to the rule? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and it's E-X. E-X? Yep. E-X. Okay. Can you read that again? Can you read that quote again, please? It's very important for the people. Poppers, vagabonds, and fugitives from justice accepted. That means they're not included as free inhabitants. So when you're forming a formum pauperis, right, pauperis, then you basically, they'll probably hear your case and what rule against you, but, you know, that's why I tell you to put a $1 stamp on there for 100 units. Yeah. In the municipal court, and if it's nine hundred dollar case, then you put nine or ten stamps on it, valued at a dollar, because unit is a measure of counting, and um, the bar association understands the units of measures, where one dollar equals one hundred units, and uh, you, the people, you're going to have to learn that now. This is some new kind of math you need to get into that they don't. I know they teach you standard measures of units in school. Those little blocks that they would make you count, you'd never believe that you would need to use that in your financial accounting when there is no money. Okay, ready? We're back to this. Shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of free citizens in the several states and the people of each state shall have free in ingress and regress to and from each state and shall enjoy thereof all the privileges of trade and commerce subject to the duties and improvements and restrictions. Bottom line, notice they keep saying free citizens. Okay? And they're clarified it right here what a free citizen is. Okay? It does not include paupers, vagabonds, and fugitives. It says we all have no money, no land, no nothing. It's all in their name. I think we fall into that popper. So, too, Josie? I mean, she will? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Hold on. I want to read this other section here. My advice to you is pull this out. It's got some interesting, some interesting stuff in it. What section did you just read to them? That's really important for them to know so they can go right to it and they can mark it down in their notes for day. Well, I've got it. I've got it. Uh, the the worst highlight of my bold, you know, thing I do. But that's that oh, the one that you thing. uploaded. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I, I got a bad habit of bolding things, and using colors. Those right. of you who haven't figured that out yet. Okay. We're going to drop right down here to. Okay. Uh, what was that? There was one really more more important on one final. Hold on one second.
right here, the United States and Congress assembled shall have authority to appoint a committee to sit in the recesses of Congress to be denominated a committee of the states and to consent to one delegate from each state and to appoint each other committees and civil office as may be necessary to manage the general affairs of the United States. So who is running Congress? The state governments. Right there it is. Everybody thinks Congress is running the states. I've got some news for you. All right. Article 10. Now, Article 9 is interesting. All right. So we're going to do Article, I mean, on Article 11. Canada, according to this confederation and joining in the measures of the United States, shall be admitted unto and entitled to all the advantages of this union. But no other colony may be admitted to the same unless such admission is agreed to by the nine, agreed to by nine states. Canada? Really? I didn't know Canada was part of the United States. Do you see Wolf? All right. Number 12. What were you just, were you just saying now again? No. Canada. I didn't know Canada right. was part of the United States. Yes, and so is Mexico. <laughs> They're part of the North American Union, so when people keep telling these Mexicans to go home, I'm sure Obama's having a big laugh because the they people are. keep forgetting that, no, you got to remember, we are the continent of what? What is the continent called? America. America. That's right. They're mm-hmm. Americans, too. All right, let's do 12. This is going to really get you good. We have to learn geography. Huh? We're going to have to learn geography as well. Yeah. All bills of credit admitted, monies borrowed, and debts contracted by or under the authority of Congress before the assembly of the United before assembling of the United States. All right, in pursuance of the present confederation shall be deemed and considered as a charge against the United States for payment and satisfaction thereof the said United States and the public faith are hereby solemnly pledged. Hello. Did we understand that, Seawolf? Yes. What are they doing? They're pledging. They did it right there in the Articles of Confederation, people. All right. Now, you want to repeat that one again? Will do. All bills of credit, monies borrowed, and debts contracted by or under the authority of Congress before the assembling, before the assembling of the United States in pursuance of the present confederation, right, shall be deemed and considered as a charge against the United States for the payment and satisfaction thereof, the said United States and the public faith is hereby solemnly pledged. All right. Want so to know what who he... is the one? Who is the one who made the pledge? Whoever wrote this damn thing. What? Now wait a minute. It says the United States, right? Yep. And uh, that is called the United States government. 
And how many states are there now? Fifty. There's fifty United States people, and their corporation is called what? United States, U.S. Capital U.S. Fifty states. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> no, read the other part later. Just keep going. I'm, I'm just, I'm reminding people of something because I'm going to bring it up in a minute. Alright. Whereas, this is thir- Article 13. I thought this was an interesting set of words that they used. Whereas, it hath pleased the great governor of the world to incline the hearts of the legislators we respectfully represent in Congress by of approve, to approve of and to authorize us to ratify the said Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. We'll read that again. Whereas it hath pleased the great governor of the world to include, incline the hearts of the legislators we respectfully represent in Congress to approve of and to authorize us to ratify the said Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union. Now, my question to you is, who is the great governor of the world? Anybody want to touch that with a 10-foot pole? Danny? Well, who was given dominion over this, given rule over this uh, creation here right now? Um, that Satan. would be the great governor of of the world. Be the Pope, right? Or would it be Satan? Yeah. Yep. Isn't he the one that governs the world? Wasn't he given this world as his to um as the prince? Yep. Well, he, uh, when I tell you that these people, when they write on in God we trust and. This God and that God, well, believe it or not, you really don't know what God they're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll tell you a little secret on that. All right? Somebody uh, years ago, I'm not going to mention who for obvious reasons, uh, I said something about in God we trust one day, and him being a military man, or actually there was four of them, uh, broke out laughing. I said, what's so funny? Don't you believe in God? He said, yeah, government, ordinance, departments. Did anybody just catch that? Yep. In God, government, ordinance, department, we trust. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coming from a coming Word from an admiral of the United States Navy. All right, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and who is that? Who is that? Hi, this is uh, Jamadian Mango. How's everyone? Uh, cool. Good. Good. Pretty good so far. I just <laughs> tuned in, so I, I just caught the tail end of that. Uh, we're just sitting here going through this declaration, uh, Articles of Confederation, taking it apart. I'd like Is that to do Article Thirteen. Are you reading or? Uh-huh. The dec- uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me pull it up. Yeah, I think it was searching. Yeah, that was 13. Do, 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 do. Way down the bottom there. No, that was 14. I'm mistaken. That was 14. 
Now, we're going to go back up here to 2.13. Right? <clears throat> I want to read this. All charges of war and all other expenses that shall be incurred in the common defense and general welfare and allowed by the United States of Congress assembled shall be deferred out of the common treasury, which shall be supplied by the several states in proportion to the value of all land within each state. Granted to or surveyed by any person as such land and the buildings and improvements therein shall be estimated according to such mode as the United States in Congress assembled shall at the time to time direct and appoint. The taxes for paying that proportion shall be laid and levied by the authority and direction of the legislators of the several states within the time agreed upon by the United States in Congress assembled. You know what they're talking about there, people? Hello? Uh, Hello? Are you talking to me? Yeah, you know what they're you know what they're talking about right there? What? Property taxes. They're talking about what? They're talking about property taxes. I can't hear what you're saying. Can you hear me now? No, well, try saying it again. What are they talking about? What? Alright. All charges of war and other expenses that shall be incurred for the common defense and general welfare and allowed by the United States and Congress assembled shall be deferred out of the common treasury, which shall be supplied by the several states in proportion to the value of all land within within each state granted to and surveyed for any person as such land and the buildings and improvements thereon shall be estimated according to such mode of the United States in Congress assembled. I shall from time to time direct and appoint the taxes for paying that proportion shall be laid and levied by the authority and direction of the legislator of the several states within the time agreed upon by the United States of Congress assembled. That sounds like land taxes to me, don't you, Sue Wolf? Yeah, and that's governed by who? That's governed by the states, aid to the government. And it's governed by the Department of Interior. So when you buy a house, actually I know this because it's the internal law of the federal government, it's, you have to... Um, Register that. You have 90 days to register that land patent for you. And if you notice all the title companies, they don't register it to you because they know that they can't register it to you. And you'll find the law and you'll call the Department of Interior and say, well, I want to register this land. They'll be like, oh, that was an old law. You don't have to do that. That's not true. They won't register it to you because they know they registered it to the United States government and you can never own the land. So that's a lie right there. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Okay, she Wolf, you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, there's one other thing I want to talk about here tonight. All right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to pull certain people off the face, off of the legal session. I they there are people coming on our site promoting other sites, and they're promoting other gurus. Okay, let me say this. All right, if you can find what you're looking for on those other sites, and you can find uh, you know everything you need there, and you know, go with it, people. I mean, I'm not trying to hold anybody here. We force nobody onto this site. And nobody on these talk call, on these calls or anything else. This is you're here by consent, okay? So I'm not gonna pull nobody off. But if you go there and you get yourself in trouble with their statutes, codes, and ordinances, their copyrighted crap, don't come back over here and, and, and complain because we got a guy sitting in jail right now. All right, he went in there as, as one of these here belligerents. I have a right to travel. And threw down a ton of case law and all this happy stuff, and he's sitting in jail. And I now know where he got that information from. Okay? Let me say this to you. Everybody thinks they understand how this works. And she was going to tell you this. The states run the federal government. The federal government does not run the states. Am I lying to him, she wolf? Hello? No, you're not. These people, you got it wrong. You got it backwards. You got a lot backwards. The Supreme Court of the United States only gives out opinions. All right? And as we all know, opinions, excuse my friends, are like assholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, some people have made some comments about other, uh, go to this site and go to that site. Well, my question to you who is making these comments is, why are you here? If everything you need is on them other sites, why do you only go to Seption? All right? It's that simple. Because what you're looking for ain't over there. All right? It's not. I know lots of people who use codes, statutes, rules of civil procedure. Trust me, I got it all downloaded on my computer. And people, it don't work. I'll get, I'll, I'm going to tell you a story. And, and, and she was going to back us up. We know a gentleman that was in a court case. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, right, she Wolf? Yeah, I think so. He was given a book on rules of evidence. Oh yeah, okay. Tell, tell oh, yeah. these people what I tell these people what I told you was going to happen with that book. You know why the judge gave him that book? He gave him the book because the individual kept using violation of statutes and codes throughout their entire case. The case drug on for well over a year, still using statutes and codes. And let me tell you, basically the courts were not following any statute or code or rule of civil procedures or federal a rule of criminal procedures, and this person kept catching them in the wrong all the way throughout the entire case. So the judge, this judge that came on, he's the highest judge out of all the judges, and um, I know that he was appointed by President Obama because I was, I was one of the outside contacts for that case in federal. I have federal jurisdiction. And so I'm asking, and I said, well, um, you know, 
basically what's going on here. You know, they're not following procedures and stuff. And I said to um, the lawyer, you're going to be held responsible for all the abuses. And even the lawyers were afraid to touch because they knew they were in violation of all the procedures. But when the judge put that book in that person's hand, they were these little pamphlets to teach you how to follow the procedures of the case. You know what the number one item in there was to teach the individual who was defending themselves in the case was, go ahead, Southern, tell them what what that book was given to that person for. What were they trying to tell that person when they handed them that book? That person spent night and day reading that book diligently. I know, because... We like this. We me and me and Josie, well, Josie especially, I mean, she will, was uh, involved there. He didn't read the third page. You know what was on the third page, people? Copyright. The copyright. And I told She Wolf right there that that he are setting him up. He's going to put all this stuff in, and they're going to throw it all out. Is that what happened? People. They actually, every time that person disobeyed their orders, they are getting five years. Each time that person disobeyed the court's orders, the judge is saying, I'm going to give you five years. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you 10 years. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give you 15. Now. Oh, you're up to 16 now. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't look at that third page when it said copyright. At the end of the case, he threw all the guy's paperwork in the garbage. Actually, I'm going to tell you what it was. In the end of the case, that court admitted with no one in the room that the person really won the case, as most of us do. But... The judge said, you're alive, and I never said you were dead. But you gave your consent. And when you give me your consent, you're giving us consent to do whatever we want to to you. Very mm-hmm. simple. They knew they weren't following procedures. They And you know why they don't follow the procedures? And you don't really hear them talking too much about sentencing guidelines and how they come to that decision and they don't ever say out loud orally the laws that you really broke saying I charge you with this, this, and this and I'm going to charge you with this. They rarely ever talk about it. It's because they're not even allowed to use those laws because they're written by an author and it depends on who that author is. It, you know, we've specified this so many times it says and yeah you're going to say oh we have right of fair use yeah if you've ever been on a an attorney's bar association website they say the same thing you have a right to fair use you're allowed to read it but you can't use it that's ours they tell you right there in their own i mean i think i even copied and pasted one of their blogs that said they were laughing that's why I tell you, these lawyers are sitting there laughing at people. And they would say something like, um, yeah, you can use it. And we're going to 12B6 them to death, and we're going to end up throwing them in the chain gang if they keep coming back with it. 
This was written by a group of lawyers one time that they were talking and laughing about the people using statutes and codes in their defense. Uh, you know, if I could find that blog again, I would cut and paste it and snip it. I think I'm going to go find it. It was an article written by the FBI regarding sovereign citizens, and it was them posting in the blog and saying, so we don't care if they use it, let them use it. We can violate them so easily. That's right. I mean, I don't know how many callers today can actually state that maybe they've used the statutes and codes successfully. Are there any callers on here that have used statutes and codes successfully? Your cricket's chirping. Hello? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're listening. I, I had to, I still had to hear be... crickets. Hi. No, I want I just that those are my crickets over here. Oh, yeah. okay. They're hot. These are these are hot crickets from Texas. It's a hundred degrees. <laughs> if there's anyone, this is what I, I have a challenge here. For those of you who have used statutes and codes and the rule of civil procedure successfully in the courtroom and won your case, let me know. I have used them, but then again, I realized that I was cheating because I actually worked for them, so that's probably why they let me use them. I kept thinking, well, I used them before, but then I realized I'm a part of the family, so I could use them. That would be the only way they'd let me get away with it. Well, prosecutors typically say we have a 97% conviction rate. Now, yeah. there's, there's a reason for that. They have to allow approximately 3% wins, in quotations, wins, to keep the illusion going that this system is actually a justice yeah. system. Yeah. Otherwise, it would expose it. And you know what? I bet you the people who are winning, right, I bet you it's people like us. Like, yeah. we're the lower court people. Well, we, we are we are really, we're clerks of court, so I don't think we're a high position, but I heard we do the most damage. You know, after learning all this, I didn't know that before now, so don't, you guys throw me on a, on a stick and burn me like a witch. But... <laughs> No, but sincerely, that's, you know, I'm starting to think, too, that the people that do win using the statutes and codes are actually court people that they say we can let them get away because that is our family, but we're not going to tell them why they won. Yeah. You, oh, here's another thing, too, that we talked about. When you win or lose your case, do you ever know why you won? Has anybody ever been given notice as to why they won their case or why your case is dismissed or anything like that? No, we had to put in a request ourselves to find out the status. No, we didn't. It'll say that you won. It'll say, like, case was dismissed or whatever, whatever, but it never says uh, we ruled in your favor because of, right? Yeah, the reason. They never tell you why you win. Yeah, because I won uh, my house case the first time. But I saw that the attorney put in some rules of mine that I had on my case, and he didn't say you won because of that. He just dismissed it based on those facts. So that's why I say when you go into court, don't use an affidavit of truth. Use an affidavit of facts. So they're de facto. De means of. Facto means facts. I'm, I'm going to tell you, that's the Spanish way of saying it. And Spanish is very similar to Latin, so 
factual means of fact. They're a court of facts only. They don't want to hear your truth. And if you try to use the truth, I think I posted something online. Um, see, we don't we don't use boss because it tells you right there. If you start writing your own truth, they'll have you have a mental health evaluation. Mm-hmm. They'll order you that you need a mental health check if you if you come in with your affidavit of truth because they don't want to hear the truth. It says um, they want to hear the facts. All that stuff that we put on the wall. You know, one time I pointed to the little sign that says, "Those who labor here seek the truth." And I raised mm-hmm. my hand one day and I pointed to the little plaque behind the judge and I said, doesn't that say those who labor here, she banged on the gavel and said, I want you to be quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I raised my hand I asked permission. This is a time when I didn't really know. I'm asking permission. And every time I raised my hand, I'm sure the judge dreaded because she knew I was going to ask her question to put them to shame, but anyways, what what our point is today on the show is a little bit different, and if you're a group of people who are looking for statutes and codes to support our evidence, well, it'll be a cold day in hell before we use statutes and codes to support our evidence, because codes and statutes belong to the authors who wrote the books, which are the lawyers, the law commissions, um, uh, associations write up the laws, and a lot of laws that are being used against you are public policy, bylaws, charters, and they're not really laws. They're just little laws that the companies use, and you're you're actually fighting against a multitude of corporations that, oh, by the way, they have no jurisdiction over each other either. So um, I want to give a shout-out today to Trial, who's given me a really good biblical understanding to William, who is giving me the private American national understanding and training to someone named Rourke, who is an equity expert, who's given me much knowledge, training, and understanding to Eric John Phelps who is the one who writes up the actual paperwork for private American citizens. But I'm going to tell you something in a minute that Trial was telling me this morning that's really important that you guys know. Because I am basically a person, I've read almost everyone's work. And when I tell you everyone, hundreds of pages, including Judge Anna and everybody, and what I pull from their work are little keys and nuggets that I find in each one of them, and then I put them together to make my own work. Uh, this week, I know you guys wanted to hear the story, so I'll tell you, okay? I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not going to give no names, okay? I have a child who's always in trouble. Well, she's been lately in trouble, and this is big trouble. We're talking about numerous felony counts. And... They wanted to give her 20 years of prison. So what I did, you guys were asking me, what did I do? So I did a trust enforcement. And when you become a private, I don't want you guys to ever use this word again, okay? Do not call yourself a citizen. I mean, I wish you can set the birth certificate on fire, but it's worth a billion bucks, so I wouldn't tell you to hold on to it in your pocket. 
You're not calling yourself a private American citizen. You're not a citizen or anything. You, you stay away from the word citizen because I, every time you say it, you're a slave. You don't want to do your civic duty because you're not a citizen. You're a human being and you're alive. And everything that you do is based on your 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 will because you're alive, your living will. And um, once again, I'll tell you, where do you live? You live within, inside that flesh. That flesh and blood inside your body. That's how you're alive. You don't live in a certain location, a certain cell block, or a certain zip code. So what I did was I took the case, and I didn't file, I don't file a habeas. I file a trust enforcement. So I took the two case numbers, and at first what I did is I was helping that person get their baby back. That's my kid. All along it was my kid. And I filed a request for return and restoration of property because if you're a living soul, there's only two things you own, equity and property. Those are the two things that you always go after when you're a living soul. So you go after the property and you try to stop the courts from having access to that birth certificate that's worth a billion dollars. Yeah, you heard me, congressmen and attorney generals. I'm telling them it's worth more than a billion dollars. More than a billion. I'm just rounding it off to a billion, congressmen. And anyway, so what I did is I took the two account numbers, which are the case numbers, and I put them into my trust, and I gave them brand-new trust numbers, and I served the course and said, you know what, this is my property, and uh, you don't have a right to hold that property I now take over this case. I give you 24 hours to release my property and restore it. Anything over 24 hours will cost you $10,000 a day. And if you are not planning on releasing that property, I require leave as claimant to go file a case, a claim in the Court of Exclusive Equity. And um, because you don't have any formal charges against that property, nor can you have any formal charges against an entity that is a property. Therefore, if you don't release my property, then, in, and you're not only going to get $10,000 a day charge, but uh, I also require that you erase the history. So in 24 hours, that person's felony count for 20 years were erased, and that person was released but they got tricked into signing a little agreement. I'm going to have to go break that up because the, the attorney thought he was smart and he was trying to convince my kid that he was paid, a high legal attorney paid by the government, blah, 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 to represent her. And I said, uh, no, you can't override the trust. That's my trust account. And so now I'm going to go erase that agreement. And actually, in 24 hours, the entire history of that kid was erased. So, if you believe that these people, and you know, you know what? I'm going to give you something. You know that bill that I gave you online showing you how um, a person was charged, and and it shows you the statutes and codes with the prices on them. Yeah. That's my kid's paper. Okay, so that's how I got it. That's gone too. That's been erased in the history. So if you think. Yeah. that what we're teaching you here doesn't work, it works. They took that kid out of jail exactly the time in 24 hours. 
Wow. And 24 hours from the moment they received that letter, they waited the exactly 24 hours and released them at 1030 that night. The next day, they held that body for the whole entire 24 hours. And that person, my kid, was the last case heard that day, and the judge said that everything that I wrote and that affirmed the facts was correct. So how did you? How did you? Huh? Yeah, with with that, you said you went and got the case number. How did you get the case number? Did you request the? Uh, no, request... you can go online at first. At first, she's a public record at first. Remember that? When everyone goes to jail, they had a public record? Yeah. So you just write the case numbers in there, and you can pull up the whole history. It tells you battery, blah, 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 battery on an officer, battery on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever they caught you with, you know, whatever they're charging you with. It was on there, and they had all the bonds that they filed. It was almost 20000 in bonds and whatever, but... When you guys believe that a miracle can't happen without statutes and codes, I want to show you guys. The problem is, is that you got to be ready. And this stuff that people keep coming into the wall with this, you ain't showing us no proof with statutes and codes. I can't show you proof with statutes and codes because I don't use them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, how am I going to show you a statute or code that I just used to wipe out four felonies and one previous felony record in 24 hours at my demand if I didn't use a statute and code. Now, I can do something for you. I can erase the names of that case and, you know, make up a case number for you so you can see how I filed it. But I can't give you the individual's name. They still have, they're entitled to a right of privacy. Yeah, that's true. Well, see and remember... Uh, they, the thing here is this, I'm going to let you know, Southern's being nice to you. If I catch you using statutes and codes on our wall, I'm going to, I'm going to take you out. That's it. You're going to be erased. (laughs) Yeah, but my understanding is like, why would you need it, right? Because it's all about, in their jurisdiction, in their opinion, if, since it's their world and their corporation, the only way they can bring us into their world is really through consent, right? Then their law is our rules because I signed the contract. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, we can give you all kinds of scenarios, but here's one. You're going into their house, okay? Yeah. They have house rules. Yeah. And basically, if you're in their house, and you have to abide by their house rules, right? All they're trying to do is trick you into consent. Yeah. The only reason why my kid signed some kind of plea deal, which I got to go and get it erased because she doesn't know better, because she's really a kid. And I want to let you know something else. That kid is your kid until you have an agreement with your kid and then they tell you that they're an adult, okay? The government doesn't dictate to the private when that kid is an adult, but the thing here is that you have to be private. And if you're not private, you can't dictate to the courts anything. When they look at you, um, you're a slave. And I'm going to read some excerpts to you today. Since you guys wanted proof, um, I'll read them to you shortly. So you can get an understanding of how do you know when you're a slave before the courts. And um, those of you who have your um, authentication, I know I've been delayed because I just don't feel like working right now. I've been, it's so hot here that 
I gave you guys the paperwork for the corporation to serve the corporations, and I filed it again today, and this time I gave you, like, a little snippet of the birth certificate, and it says, like, uh, John Mail Doe on it. And I circled it in red, and I wrote something in red on the side that says, who is this, who are you sending this to, like the statement, right? And then I circled the state to show that this capital name belongs to the state, right? And you attach that, and then you take a, a copy of your bill that's also in the all capital name. And if it's in the upper and lower case name, it doesn't matter. Still question it, because I'm telling you, the upper and lower case name belongs to the IMF. So you're going to circle it in red, and you're going to say, you know, who is this bill for? You know, and under 18 U.S.C. 8, it says it belongs to the state, the United States. That's their obligation. 18 U.S.C. 8, does it say that it belongs to the United States of America, or does it say that the obligation is that of the United States? I can't remember which one it says for 18 U.S.C. 8. The United States. United States. United States, okay. You know why? Because um, the United States contracted the United States of America as trust management over and in between and through the states. So because every state is really its own little country, the United States, the federal government, oversees all the smoothing of transactions that occur between the states. Because they have 50 of them, there's 50 um, United States. And we have two corporate jurisdictions that we're battling here, people. United States, which is you, your U.S. citizen, United States citizen on the paper. And then you have the United States of America, who is the trust management corporation for the 50 states. So... You're battling two different um, jurisdictions there. And um, so for those of you who have your birth certificates authenticated, the next step is going to be that you're going to have to go and file that with the clerk of the court, and you have to you have to write something on a sheet of paper. And I'm going to let you know. I'm going to tell you right now, do not give them your original. Unless you're there in front of the clerk, do not give the clerk the original document because um, I was talking to uh, Trial today and she gave them the original and they never mailed it back to her. She believes that they stole it. Mm-hmm. So you got to give them a copy, like a testamentary. What, what do you call that, um, Benny, when you do the certifying of the copy? A declaration of a certified true copy. Once you get it authenticated like that, you can make your own declaration of that because you are the owner of it. And I'd have that notarized too and a quorum of your peers signed as well. So now you have your authenticated birth certificate and we got to make a couple of words on there, including like the Minnesota Rule 220 that people, you take the verbiage. I didn't say right Minnesota. Do not write Minnesota Rule 220 on, okay? Use the verbiage. I just put a video on the wall um, in the chat room for you guys to watch. It, I think in the towards the end, it, there's a congresswoman who's going to be talking, and she's basically telling you what you have to do. 
the birth certificate. And, and that was given to me. Uh, I want to thank Trial. She's the one that gave me that. She's teaching me the biblical side. Uh, everything in here, in order for you to be set free, you're going to have to do all the biblical stuff to be set free. And that includes um, those of you who don't read the Bible or know the Bible or know the history. They're, what they're using here against the people, I think it's like some kind of Jewish stuff that um, from ancient times. Like the seven, yeah, like you're actually getting seven seals on your birth certificate. And if you look at your birth certificate, it's our, it already has three seals on it. It's sealed with the, with the seal and impression. It's got a seal from the registrar. And then you're going to see another seal on it, too. There's like a, a name seal. Someone wrote their name on it. So that's three seals. And then when you get it authenticated by the Secretary of State, who's a de jure, that's why she don't have no, um, the SOS doesn't have any uh, jurisdiction over the corporation because they're de jure, so they don't want to tell you that. So that's a fourth seal. The fifth seal comes from John Kerry, um, so that's five seals. When you come back home and you get the certificate back home, uh, you got to register it with the clerk. That's a sixth seal. And then the seventh seal, you're going to file that with the Department of Treasurer, not Treasury, Treasurer, Rosarillo. So that will be the seventh seal. So now and again, I should say that last. What about the Treasurer? Rosarillo. That's the private side, Department the private of the Treasurer. Side. Oh, Department of Treasurer. Oh, okay. Left-hand side of your dollar bill. You know, I recommend you people always look at the left-hand side of stuff because very few people are left-handed. If you notice, all the leaders are left-handed. Um, you can find a lot of surprises at the left-hand side, and you can find a lot of surprises at the number 100. 100 is a very valuable number. 100 units, $1 stamp equals 100. If you have a $900 case to file, like a mortgage case, you put 10 stamps to make a 1,000. Uh, remember, people, there is no money, so your stamps, $10, $10 in stamps and $1 stamps will make 100 units, uh, 1,000 units, I'm sorry. So um, for those of you who want to continue, um, you're going to start noticing, we're going to start cleaning house up in legal deception law because... We don't brag about who we are, but we're doing something different, and the people who are um, basically, they're misleading you. You know, they come in here in these walls, and they'll say, out of nowhere, because they didn't even ask the question. They'll say that we don't want to help them with their question, or basically we, don't, we try to duck and dodge. No, you're asking a question that we're not going to deal with, number one. We ain't dealing with anything regarding anyone else's statutory coded law because that is a billing and coding for the private corporation. Depending on who they are, that is their corporate information. And uh, we, if for us to do that, we would have to know all fifty to 60,000 laws per country. Mm-hmm. Every state is its own country. That is why when you're a lawyer and you want to practice law in another country, you got to get a brand-new bar license because their laws are different. And they're coded differently in every Somebody asked me about Municode. Um, you can't find your uh, your county or city's charter, then just go online and do a natural search. 
look for just type in your city, comma, city charter or county charter. Not everybody is with Municode, but most of them are with Municode. And you're wasting your, I mean, I'm just telling you that there's a charter so that you can see that they're a private corporation. You can go try to look up their guns or something. But um, basically, these people, when they're calling you into the courthouse or the lower courts, they're trying to get you to pay them. They're like a debt collection agency. You're not breaking any real laws. Anything in the inferior courts is based on what their rules were for that city. And I did say that if you go into the charters, you're going to be surprised. Some of the cities claim that they own you. It'll say that they own the inhabitants. So um, basically that was something I want to teach you. And now I'm going to go into the book here about trust law because we are operating in trust here. Everywhere you look, it's all trust, and it's not, it's not based on any statutes or codes. So those of you people who are buying books and wasting your money on rule of civil procedure, yeah, you can write your own. I've, I've told you the same thing. As soon as you get a ticket, go in there and dispute it. And you just tell them, I'm not going to dispute your claim here. I don't want to dispute it. Because what do you want a trial for? You're going to, you're going to dispute a bill, right? You just say it's not my bill because I don't have any money. And um, what do you want me to pay you with? That's what you write on the bill. I could think of better things than I, and I have. But for you to go in and do this whole court process in the inferior court is a waste of time. It also enables them to cash into your trust account with every document that you sign and put into their court. They monetize that signature, and you are supporting their legal system. Big time. Um, I want to bring something up here. People, if you get a traffic ticket for 158 bucks, right, and a lady asked on legal reception day, and everybody was giving her a whole bunch of really great answers except the one answer that they should have given her. Okay? All right? Uh, she said they were asking for 158 something. She had a little, little S there with some lines to it. And as you go on legal deception, you, you go in the file section, there is a document there called dollar. There is no dollar, people. That is a peso. That is a peso symbol. I've done the research for you. I mean, I've got to be, your answer to a lot of your problems is sitting in those file sessions. <clears throat> now, you, you get a ticket, okay? We have a couple of documents called Species of Money, I um, mean, Species of Currency, that, ju- that she will have put out, and one that she just put online. You send this to the state and you ask them what they would like to be paid in. Now, if you read the money doc, it's, obviously, it's, it's called SC Money Doc. It's, I redid it and put it back up again. There is no money. No reserve notes or no money. You have no ability to pay that debt. Now, you throw up one other order. Because you don't have any money, because you don't have lawful money, they can't tell you what to pay in. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can use anything. The case law is in there. The uh, the uh, 
the whole the uh, booties. Uh, the history of money itself is in that money doc, yeah. and if people would just download yeah. it, I mean, you have covered every aspect. That's why we tell people we get upset when they post on that wall that we're not proving with any evidence, and we're like, wow, what are what are all these documents? They're sitting here giving you. We even compartmentalized it for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we've gotten the license. What, what are the, give them a couple of names of the documents and what do they talk about. Well, we have the, the license document, which basically covers all licenses, not just driver's license. and also covers the fact that they are have confiscated under the Title 50, spoils of war, your vehicle, forcing you to get a tag stating that they own that piece of property and register you as the operator. This is on there. So for those of you guys who, who, who want to fight this legal battle, I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody so far has been able to rebut that life stock. Yeah. And they yeah. the money. Nobody now. All you have to do is convert the document into a document called an averment of fact. Positive mm-hmm. fact. Put down an averment and averment. Uh, you can write a science averment of positive facts. And you, you submit and that to the court with your complaint, right? Positive facts. Averment no. notice. No, no. This one is. This is your document. You're going to get notarized. So what you call that one is, you call it um, a fiant, a verment, a fiant, a verment of positive facts. Now, do, do yourself a favor. Go find out what this thing says. Don't just download yeah. it. Pulled it up. I just pulled it up right now while you're talking. Because I go in there, because I'm Canadian, so I was taken away by the Libra code and then the birth certificate one. But, yeah, I'm pulling that one up. I hadn't gotten to this one, but I'm just looking well, at it. I think, what, how many people have used it? Nine so far? Nineteen. And they've Basically, had good results. To give you an idea, somebody we know, you know who I'm talking about, you uh-huh. all, mm-hmm. uh, this person was, was in jail, okay? Um, don't even ask. We're not going to go there. And I gave him the license doc on Friday. No, uh, I did that back. Wednesday, they put it into the case on Friday, okay? Now, he, he's charged with driving without a license, egg, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this license doc has made his rounds a couple of times. And Monday morning, I heard that uh, they brought him to court nice and early and offered to drop the charges to be nice to him. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about it. If you, if you guys read that license doc, okay, you'll realize that all, license, uh, and all a license is is permission to do a crime. Oh, wow. That means everything yeah. is illegal that has a license and how did it become illegal? It is only one choice. You were made a slave, yep. okay, or you became a prisoner of war. One of the two. And if you understand how to use that license, and that all capital names, capitalist dominius maximus, and if you guys want, uh, next week, I'll do a walkthrough of how to walk into a courtroom with that document Use that document, pull out your license, and ask the right questions. Yeah. Okay? 
And if you think I'm kidding you, we had a judge walk off a bench. Because what we did with that license document is after the guy got through talking, he handed the judge, all right, a estoppel and a cease and desist order and a permanent injunction stopping all, listen to what that we did, all licensed criminal activity in the state of Florida. That mm-hmm. would shut down all traffic, all business, police, all marriages. the court, marriages, fishing, hunting, marriages, everything come to a stop. We went back to the Stone Age. Did you think I'm kidding? I'm not. What did they do, people? Are you getting it now? What they did was they made living illegal. Yes, right. Think about what I just said. They made your right to live illegal, and the only way you would be able to live to your happiness is through paying them by having a license. Every year you got to renew it. You know how to cut hair. You know, I asked this question in court one day. Well, why do I have to keep renewing a license if, um, you know, this was not even my case. I just questioned the judge. Why do you have to keep getting a new license if I already already showed you that I know how to drive? You should have seen the look on that judge's face. Everybody in the courtroom was laughing. This is a pretty big Miami court. And um, he says to me, (laughs) and he's not stupid. He says, good question. He looks at the prosecutor, and the prosecutor is looking up in the air, okay? Well, why? Because you don't have a right to live if you don't have a license. You can't be a hairstylist, a nail technician. Have you guys noticed that everything you do has a license? So let's just say I remember a group. (laughs) You're on repeat. I'm constant repeat with renewal. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you know how to drive already, why do you need another driver's license? And that's funny because didn't you take a driver's test and prove that you already know how to drive, so why do you need another license? And I show you who I work and that's not going to (laughs) change. So what are you looking Mm -hmm. I tested that theory out while I was trying to teach this group of people law. So I asked this lady if I could see her driver's license. And she handed it to me, and I said, and now this is you. And we went through that whole ordeal, and she said it was her. And I said, now, if I (laughs) keep your license from you, can you drive? And she said, no. And I said, oh, so you forget how to drive if I take your license from you. And she she totally didn't get it. She insisted that she would forget how to drive if she didn't have that license. Wow. So I handed it back to her, and I said, well, now you can remember how to drive, but I think mm-hmm. I made my point. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that, now yeah. listen, it's like you cutting hair at the hair cutter. You see how all those women have a license on the mirror? Uh-huh. But yeah. if I take your license and set it on fire, are you going to give me a brand-new shag? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, have a, I have a better question than that. Let's start off with what, what is what exactly is a marriage license? Is that a license to have sex? Is that a license to live together? Is that a license to have yeah. what, what is, is it, people? Life? What is a marriage well, I license? Was, I was I thought it was like it was a merger of two companies, two no. corporations. Well, you might be right. License is 
it's, it's two corporate persons that's being described in the license, and a mar- and, and we looked up marriage, and it it it, it does it does put corporations merging as mar- marriages. Does it say no. And see, that's why I'm thinking, you see, so technically the same-sex marriage doesn't even matter because it's not really a, milit- a religious marriage. It's a corporate right. marriage. And the judges are people that's overseeing, that pre- that's providing over the, over, the, over the wedding. Oh, my God. Exactly. About to die. They're also a corporate hey. in a sense. And anyways... It isn't really a marriage, it's a menage de trois, because remember, you're getting married with with the state. And that's why we need this separation. Yeah, it's called a corporate merger. <laughs> yeah, that's you, because... Hey, you, him, and the state. Yeah, and another account people. number for the bank. Yeah, that's just another, cor- that's like another, <laughs> you just create a whole other core for them to play with. Uh Yes, and we have spoken to the gay rights group, and we told them, are you guys crazy? The married people that have figured out what they've done is running away from the marriage, and you people are wanting the right to be married. But you see what they say, oh, if you get married, you get benefits. Now, think about this, people. You see what I'm telling you when I tell you that you're in slavery and, you know, I want to write up this case against the United States of America because you're saying then that the United States hired you and you know, you know who you'd have to go after the United States as well, because the 50 states hired the trust management organization to oversee us, okay? Oversee everything that is, flows between the state's businesses, right? And what they did here is they suspended all commercial activity. So everything that we do is commercial, including getting married and all this other stuff. But what they're saying then is you don't have a right to live. You can't buy, sell, or trade if you don't have a license specifically for what you enjoy doing. If you want to be a doctor, you got to have a license. If you want to be a nurse, you got to, and they'll say, oh, it's for the protection. No, it isn't. You know why I know it isn't, people? Because how many people die in the hands of a, a, a what do you call it, malpractice physician or um, you have all these nurses giving you these vaccines full of mercury? They don't even look at what's in the vaccines. Another corporation tells them how they're going to operate their business. We got Obamacare now telling these doctors how to do stuff. Um, and guess what, people? All of these irresponsible people that have the license, guess what? The state gave them the license, right, so they could live doing their profession. They didn't say that they were going to give you competent people to do the job. They just have a license to do that because they went to school or whatever they they got um, – this is a shame here because they don't have no jurisdiction over the license. We've called the state attorney many, many times, and she gets really mad at me when I call her. I say, so you give people a license, and you don't have no jurisdiction over them. And Tom kills uh, 18 people this year and wrote 18,000 medical prescriptions. And and you know what they said in the article? I wish I could find it. I posted it once. It said, our hands are tied. We tried to report him, and nobody could. You know why? Because they don't. They created a monster, a monster. Everyone has a license to do something. That does not mean that they are competent to do that job. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's start off with where license came from. License started in 1640s. All right, mm-hmm. slaves didn't like to travel. 
and you can look this up. I think we posted it out there. Uh, uh, some slaves license to travel from um, slave named William. Slaves needed a license to marry, to fish, and everything else. That's where this stuff comes yeah. from. But I have a question here. I, I won't. She will and Danny to keep their mouth shut. Who is the most famous licensed person of all time? Come on, people. you got to know the answer to this. 100, probably 24, 25 movies about this man. He's the most famous licensed person of all time. James Bond? James Bond, licensed to kill. You can license a person to kill. You can license them to do anything. Think about it. Is W on here? What is the name of that document, by the way? I'm looking for the license document, and I can't necessarily... I haven't seen it in the files. It's Truth About License. Truth About License? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I'll keep searching. It's, is, is W on here? If you do not find it, I will bring it up tomorrow and post it back on Legal Deception where you guys can find it. With the money doc, okay? And the security stock. And people, I'm going to tell you something. If you're playing the mortgage game, you need to get that license doc, okay? Why? Because those law, everybody in that courtroom but you, <laughs> including that banker, he's got a freaking license to screw you. Two, yeah. you need that money doc. Why? Because the simple question, did that banker, who is a member of the Federal Reserve, know when he got you to sign that medium factum contract, that unilateral contract, to pay a debt to him that you didn't have any money to pay with? You damn mighty did. He's fully aware all right, of the Federal Reserve Act. And the third document, okay, is the uh, securitization doc. That brings, that brings up uh, the Emergency Banking Act of 1933, Section 4. And you need to go in, in there and read that document. Because that tells you exactly what they're doing with all these securities. All right, how... I, I, I did a demonstration here the other day with some, some people. And they kind of like jaw dropped open. I took two pieces of uh, 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 paper towel that were still connected. Folded them over. I had the person sign both of them. All right? One was a promissory note. One was a mortgage. What are they doing with that promissory note? They're cashing that promissory note in to the Treasury. And then the Treasury is selling it to the Federal Reserve for the issuance of Federal Reserve notes. It's all right there on that security doc. Now, that's, nobody loaned you any money. This is a fraud of a mortgage. And it's, it's not that hard. Yeah. All right? That's the fraud of a mortgage. That debt is paid off. Remember one thing. A deed or bond, movie age 1856, maximum law, a deed or bond found in the hands of the debtor is presumed to be paid. Is presumed to be paid, people. Nobody who addresses this in a court wave it in their face and ask them, "Is this paid?" Because you paid ten dollars for that for that for that deed, okay, and other gifts. But nowhere is the banker involved or the lawyer in that in that deed. Nobody can show me on a deed 
where either one of those people are involved in. Now, the, the banker takes that mortgage, okay, that he didn't, he didn't give you anything for. He puts it into his bank as an asset and tells you got to pay him the Federal Reserve sweat equity. Does anybody see a problem with that right now? Because i got a problem with it. Right, She-Wolf? Yep. Hey, I wanted to read hard. something to you guys. Have you ever heard of the word job? My friend gave this to me today. I was looking for some of the um, information, but um, here's a definition here. Where is it at? Um, okay. Jobbed, jobbing, and jobs as a verb transitive. It says to transact official business dishonestly for private profit. What? So um, you can work on a job to work at odd jobs to work by the piece to act as a jobber. So when these people are acting as jobbers when they're giving you the job, and that's what it means, to transact official business dishonestly for private profit. Another one is, uh, here's an informal definition of job. A criminal act, especially a robbery, a bank job. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of definitions. A task that must be done, a position of employment, a regular activity performed in exchange for payment, especially as one's trade, occupation, or profession. But um, he had found me some ancient, you know, like, that's just being mild. I, I gave you one there where it talks about doing corrupt stuff. That's what the jobber does who uh, works in these positions of white collar. What they're doing is they're acting dishonestly for their own benefit, and they're making you on the job be their slave and do piecework. Um he found an ancient definition of the word job. That's why I'd asked if he was online because he could pull it up. But um, it basically stated something that was illegal. And um, they don't like you knowing the meanings of these words. When you go backwards in time, they try to change the word meaning. And he who creates the dictionary and is the author uh, he who knows the words and the root meaning of the words is actually the God because they take these words and they manipulate them to so that they won't be so unpleasant. And you don't, they'll do anything. They will do anything so that you won't think about being a slave because that would make you mad. But just having the license, and if you look in your wallet and you see like 10 or 20 licenses, to do things, then you already know that, you know, you get, the more license you have, the more easier it is for you to um, get by and do things. But also realize that um, they will tell you, too, when you have a license, you are, to, you are to follow the rules and regulations of that having that license. And they're stipulated to you, so when you read the laws, regarding that license and the operator's license, they're going to say, well, we gave you the license, you should have followed the rules and regulations, you know, um, of that corporation. Because, you know, basically you are. Even driving with having a driver's license is an employment because all commerce has been suspended except for when you have a license. Well, see how that's pulling you away from trust law, 
maxims yeah. of equity, maxims of law, mm-hmm. natural law, our creator's law. It's just slowly twisted people away from the basics of simplicity in law, in actual Yeah, and law. it shows. It shows how they, they – it actually is showing you that for every license you have in your pocket, it shows you that they've stolen your equity because mm-hmm. – um, remember, a license, it just means having the right and permission to do something that would be otherwise declined. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. We like to go into these courts and address these licenses for that slave license to travel. All right, or under the Libra Code, all right, permission to travel as right, a prisoner of war. With that all capital name on that driver's license, all right, it, believe me, people, they don't want to discuss this in open courts. When you start looking at guy, that prosecuting attorney in the face, and I've seen this done, and you go, are, are you my master? You master, you got title to Toby? All right, because I got to have a license. Therefore, I got to be, I got to be a slave or I got to be a prisoner of war. Trust me, they don't want to talk about that. They get very uncomfortable and want to run away and hide. Because Truth you got them. Yeah, you got them. You know, you can't go into these courts with, I'm a man of the land, I got a right to travel. Let me tell you something, people. You go in there, you're going to wind up where one guy already is, he's got six months in jail. And he took in, I, I found out since the last call, that we were on, and I spoke about this, that he, he took in 30-something pages of documentation and case law, and he still went to jail. Apparently, they're not abiding by the federal, uh, the federal uh, Supreme Court decisions, which are not decisions, by the way. They're opinions, and they're just exactly. not telling you that. Supreme Court does not make law. It gives opinions. And uh, opinions are like uh, assholes. Excuse me, everybody's got one. Can I ask a question, yeah. please? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you've done everything you thought you knew to do and you've been summoned and you maybe you don't handle that correctly either? Once you step through that, that bar as a uh-huh. defendant, you're absolutely theirs. How is there any hope of remedy when they're not following their own code their own laws, our laws. I mean, I'm a little lost as to the process of gaining some kind of foothold to be able to protect my rights. Did you already talk about let me, let me say something here on this. First off the bat, forget protecting your rights. These people have Achilles heels, okay? They, they got, they're not supermen. They have, they have things that they know they can't do. What is one of the things they can't do? Free and they do it in every court. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. I just... Hello? What was the last thing you said? What's the one thing they can't do? Yes. Bad okay. Yes, I just got kicked off for a second. Uh, okay. What is one thing that these judges do in every court that they can't do? They I'm can't speak they can't tell you to pay a debt. They know damn good well you ain't got no money. That's right. A guy we know, or a guy I know, I'm walking in the courtroom. Uh, this week or last, last, last week? Last week. Last week. All right? And he emptied his pockets, gave everything he had in his pockets, and wallet and everything to his wife. 
And when the judge told him, quote, I want you to pay, this is what I'm saying, pay X amount of dollars court costs and pay X amount of dollars in fine. The guy looked at him, you know what he said? Show me a dollar. Simple question, people. Show me a dollar. How many of you right now got dollars in your pocket? Pull them out. I'll lay a million pesos dollars. on the table. Pesos on the table. Says you don't have any. I can prove it. You need to go pull up the coinage act that I got out there. You need to go yep. pull up the dollar act. You need to go pull up the... the uh, uh, oh, no, I know real money, money is stolen in gold species, but, I mean, it's like they ignore everything. I mean, would that even no. be applicable at the federal level, though? No, why would you want to go to... Yeah, but here's my thing. You said you crossed the bar? Yeah, I mean, Did they you already, you, you already they started in the case? I'm sorry? That means you're already in the middle of the case, right? Yeah, I mean, if they drag you in there, you're... I mean, you're drug in. I mean, what... Okay, well, you're there, so what you do is you write a little note to the court, write a complaint. And I think I spoke about this last week. You see what I did? I just told you that on Friday I sent an express mail with a complaint as a claimant. And I demanded 24 hours to make this go away. It's better to err on the side of mercy, okay? Because you already made a mistake when you went in there, so you got to now fix it. See, these cases that I fight, they're not even my cases, but what I'm saying is you don't go in as a defendant. you got to go in as a complainant or a claimant. When you want to go in as a prosecutor? No, you're going to go in with a piece of paper and you give it to the clerk. The clerk is the trustee of the court, of the public side. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be the first one to read your paper. Remember I said who makes the most damage in the courtroom is the clerk of the court. She will make you or break you, or he will, depending on if it's male or female. You go and you file your complaint to the clerk, and you file a claim, and you write the case number in there, right? Mm-hmm. And you write, this is the case number involving this case number and this case number, and uh, my answer is this. I don't want a trial. I don't want to dispute this because I have nothing to pay you with. Now, That's if right. you can tell me what you want me to pay you with, since I don't have any money, then I will be more than happy to comply with your request. Sign, whatever your last name is, first name, everything has to be in lowercase, and that's it. And you give, you know, a way for them to contact you. There's nothing you can do. They're not going to tell you how to pay them. They won't just come and take your cars and your house and everything else? No, they can't tell you that. They can't say, "Give me your car or your house." If they do that, then they'll go to they'll go to jail. They'll be even the IRS can't do that. Not even the IRS. I just spent (laughs) forty (laughs) five minutes on hold with the IRS today. That dog, that IRS. I I was on the phone with them for forty five minutes just to listen to the lady tell me to go hire a tax lawyer, and I was laughing at her. Uh huh. So, Sean, what you need to do is, since it's an IRS issue, you want to avoid a controversy. So you That's make right. them an offer. 
I will. Mm-hmm. I, I write this standard clause in any dealings with IRS. I say mm-hmm. I demand to pay all of my lawful taxes to my ascent in a timely manner. Show me the law that says that I'm required to file. Show me the law that says I'm required to pay. And what exact species of currency do you require my payment to be in? Not by. Say, I demand to know what you want me to pay you with. There you go. They'll be there having a heart go. attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because let me, let me explain something to you. The law clearly states is you get that money doc, it's in there. They can't tell you what to pay. Uh, hold on one second. Let me pull this sucker up. If you're a slave, and you, don't, and you know what, and if you're under 18, listen, this is exactly what I told the, la- the lady from the tax place today, IRS. So I don't have any taxes, but I told her, I have a question for you. Out of all the millions of questions you get, I want you to answer my question since I don't have a tax problem. She says, what is your question? I said, how do I pay you a tax debt when I'm listed as a debt under 18 USC 8 and you're giving me IOUs, you're giving me a Federal Reserve debt note or a debt check or everything's a debt. What do I owe you? What do I pay you with to credit the debt? She paused for a minute. She said, I can't answer your question. You're going to have to hire a tax lawyer. I go, no, you wrote the tax laws in the code. What do you want me to pay you with? She says, I can't answer your question. That is beyond the scope of my knowledge. Well, Oh, no, no, can't. not of my knowledge, my pay grade. I wanted, I wanted to comment on what Southern uh, Command was saying real quick. You know, he, he just said that uh, the judge will never tell you to pay a debt. Yeah, you know, they, um, they do it all the time. I'm being, and I'm not being right. funny, but uh, you guys aren't in New Jersey. Like, you know, well, then I, you can I'm, give them some coffee beans. I'm not in court, but I'm I'm here with uh, Richie, and I'm going as a supportive party for his court cases. Hey, Richie, hi, you guys. <laughs> he he's going in there, and and uh, we're our energy's high. Walking past I'm, I'm Give him some coffee beans, Richie. You know, um, he he told them, I think there's been a mistake on it for the record. The flesh lives and the blood flows. This, Guys, but this lady, this administrative in here, she's like, let me she's, like break from she's like an they auctioneer. Know. Let me tell the breaks on you. They First of all, you're not supposed to talk to them. They never said you were dead, okay, yeah. or anything else. Okay, uh, let me ask you a question. Is this a traffic case? Yeah, it's traffic well, court. It's a traffic reason. court? All right, simple, okay? Why go in there and beat yourself to death? All right, download the money, Doc, read it, understand it. If you got any questions, I can be kind of untouched with on Facebook, okay? How much, money, how, right. much money do you, how much money do you owe? Doesn't uh, matter. No wait, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How much money? How much do they say? What is the amount due? There's not even any money yet at this point. Um, they just keep postponing it because I keep getting them in a, in a gastro, uh, mate type uh, position. Um, no, but did, when you got a ticket, how much did they say you had to pay? How much was the infraction? There's like nine or ten tickets like on just one. Okay, one so end. how much are there? More or less. Give me a ballpark uh, figure. Uh, I'm gonna probably guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say probably a thousand dollars. 
Okay, so get a bag getting, of coffee beans. Let me make it easy for him. Get a bag of coffee beans, right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I am dead serious. This isn't a joke. Listen. This is what you do. I can. I, you could do it two ways. I can tell you two ways to do it. You take um, $10 in stamps, $10 stamps, right? Yeah. And you write, you write Richie on top of them or Solo on top of each stamp, right? Yeah. And then that's 1,000 units, right? And you say, I hereby pay the 1,000 units to settle the debt, right? For okay. account number, whatever, 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 whatever. You can use 10 stamps and you stick it to, you know how you write up the case heading? The case uh, heading sure. on top, you know, case number, whatever, right? Sure, sure. And you write on top, claimant. I hereby claim that I'm going to settle. I'm coming in as settler here. I, a man, come in as settler to settle the matter, right? right. You write um, solo or whatever you want to write, Richie, on top of each one, okay? And then on the bottom and on the top, you write the date. And then on the bottom, you write um, sincerely a man. Okay? <laughs> and then you give it to the clerk of the court and you say for special deposit, in trust on the right-hand oh. side of the bar, right? And now yeah. your debt is paid. But you think she's going to – if they deny that 1,000 units, guess what? They just denied the whole payment, and their case is lost. You can't deny – a payment is a gift, okay? Right. Well, I um, I actually did a uh, – I did a, a process, uh, refuse for cause without dishonor. Uh, you know, notice agent, notice principal, notice principal, notice agent. And they you're refused wa- it. I know, but you're wasting your time because that inferior <laughs> court, right? Mm-hmm. That's an inferior Not- court trying to do a debt collection. So just really? as long as you make an intent, an intent to settle, an intent is an intent. You're doing it in good faith. You can write in the bottom of the stamp, um, offered in good faith, right? And you just say, sign a man. You don't even have to put your name on it. Wait, let me read something. Hold on a second. Let me read something. Hold on. Okay, you need to pull up this money doc. It's uh, Southern Commands at s.c.money. You need to pull this up, people. You need to read this. You need to understand what they're doing to you. Listen to this. Exactly. Okay. Uh, He who does not know what to pay does not warrant property and not paying. These are maxims of law telling you that if you ask these people what to pay, they don't answer, you don't have to pay them. That's right. All right. Money, movie is 1856 again. All right. Money refused liberates a debtor. Yeah. All right. Okay. You hand, you hand this. Oh, wait a minute. Let me say something. When I say money, all right, we don't have any money. There is nothing. All right. What? Uh, here's another one. I'm going to give you another one. Whatever is paid is paid according to the manner of the payer. Okay. You now, if I got a case with no money, I did a trust enforcement, right? And what did I tell the judge? Mano a mano means my hand from my hand to yours, right? You know what I said? Right. Forgive right. us our debts as we forgive us our debtors. Now the debt is paid in full. That was it. I got the whole case erased. I, well, this, I found this the other day. 
I found it before. I want to bring this in. You're going to love this. She will listen to this. A debtor is not presumed to make a gift. That makes sense. Is that a match? Yes, ma'am. It sure is out so You know what? You need to give me that one so I can go back to life company and say, now, damn what I said. I didn't give you a gift. Now, give me back all those money orders and... There are, Here. Uh, hey, here's my bank card number. Start redepositing before I do a trust enforcement on you. Now, is that only... Oh, Lord. Is that only applicable because there's no money? I mean, if you borrow yeah, $1,000 yeah, yeah. from someone... Okay. Yes, there's no money, and you guys have got to get that word out of your head. Just like, you know how they try to call you sovereign citizens? Uh, yeah, that's a joke. Don't you know what? You are not a citizen, okay? And if they ever come up and say, are you guys one of those sovereign citizens? Laugh at them. Say, that is so stupid. Sovereign citizens. Hey, you're calling me a king and a slave at the same time? Right. Okay, Sean. Sean, this money document, everything that Southern was just talking about uh, for the uh, traffic ticket applies to IRS cases as well. Yes, as well. I downloaded it. That was what I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, I, this is not the time, but there was a l- real weird thing that happened, and then I got four, a letter today with four pieces of paper in it. That's what I was wanting to share with you. How much is it for? Huh? How much is how much did they saying you owe? Oh, they made up some crazy amount, man. Like I I couldn't have even hoped to make that much money. I mean, it's just it's like, incredible. How, how much though? Give me like a ballpark figure. Um, one thing they said, I, I mean, they did a, an assessment on their own, mm-hmm. and they said it was like a hundred and fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars. Oh, well, like, that would amount good. to almost. Um, it's close to I would say eighteen bags of coffee, and it has to be six, whole beans. Six, six bags, six one-pound bags of coffee beans that cover it. And, and I'm not no, wait a minute. There's two thousand. Wait a minute. There's two thousand five hundred beans per pound. Uh huh. So, and make sure you get the real cheap ones. Well, and they well have I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but I can't. I can't imagine oh. that working. I mean, this well, guy I'm is on me like right you, on that. I'm sorry yes. to tell you. Let me ask a question. Let I'm sorry, man. Have you ever read, really read House Strength Resolution 192? Have you uh, ever no, read that? Not that. I mean, I'm familiar with USC four. Have ever really read it? All right, let me tell you something. All right, it's in there that you can discharge, this is what I'm going to say, a debt dollar for dollar. Right? Mm-hmm. Danny, be quiet. I know you know where I'm going. Oh, I what got it in my hands. What would happen tomorrow morning if you went down and you bought three 50,000K K notes, all right, of, guess what, pesos. Because that's what that little S with a line through it really is. Okay? Now, pesos are done in what? Dollars. Okay? You can buy it for about 20 bucks, a 50K note. Now, according to this, all right, now, I use very few of their stuff. But, so one of the things I do use is 3-603 UCC. All right? Why? If you change your payment dollar for dollar, what happens? If they don't take it, it's the discharged for the amount tendered. That's right. 
Now, even if they refuse the payment, if they refuse that payment, it's discharged. Now, think about this for just a second. There is absolutely. I'm going to pull. Hold on a minute. I want to read this to you. This is was pulled right off the Treasury website. I tell you right where it's at. Hold on. All right. First off the bat, what you need to do is go on, what state you live in? Tennessee. He lives in Tennessee? Okay. Yeah. Go into your Tennessee statutes. Pull up the definition of currency and be sitting down when you do it. You're not going to believe it. I'm going to read 18 U.S.C. 2311, definition money. means money, the legal tender of the United States or of, the, or of any foreign country, all right, or any counterfeit thereof. Think about it. Or any counterfeit? Did you say now, counterfeit? Yep. I said counterfeit, buddy. That's 18 U.S.C. 2311. It's on the money mm-hmm. box. Now, this is pursuant to a status called legal tender status United States Treasury. Notice I said United States Treasury. Federal Reserve notes represent the first lien on all assets of the Federal Reserve Bank and all the collateral specifically held against them. So this is a lien. Now, that site also states the following. Ready for this? No federal statute mandating that a private business, a person, or an organization must accept currency or coin as for payment of goods and or services. Private businesses are free to develop their own policy or where or beeping? not. I don't know. Somebody's beeping in there. And whether or not to accept cash unless there is a state law that says otherwise. It further states. What is that noise? Whoever is doing it, mute themselves out, please. Um, I'm trying. Will you mute me from Alaska? I know. Alaska. Hold on. Hold on. I will. Bottom. The bottom line. Okay. Is they cannot tell you what to pay with people because of the. Yeah. Has anybody here ever heard of legal tender uh, gold clause cases? They cannot tell you what to pay with. They can't do it. They got you well trained. That every time they say pay, you reach in your pocket, you pull out your checkbook, you write something up, and you sign it. <laughs> there was a case years ago in Texas, IRS case. The guy owed $91,000. He never disputed it. He got the IRS um, big agent, all right, on the stand, under oath, and he had Wells Fargo armored car. Wheel, I think it was Wells Fargo brings up it now. Wheel in $91,000 in one, one, one dollar peso, I mean Federal Reserve notes on a card. And said, here's your money. Do you, know the, do you know the Federal Reserve? I mean the IRS cannot take Federal Reserve notes people. What? What do you mean, what? You ever tried paying them in Federal Reserve notes? Hello? 
Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just trying to take in what you just said. What is that beeping watched, noise? I watched the manager uh, at the IRS office here in Anchorage, Alaska, throw somebody out of the office for trying to pay uh, with Federal Reserve notes. <laughs> if you don't think that the IRS oh, knows what a Federal Reserve note is, you're crazy. They know that that thing is, and they know it ain't worth nothing. Well, excuse me, four point. What in the heck is that? Then why are they constantly trying to get them from people? They're not. What do they want? They want your signature, so as they can go cash it in and get the credits out of your account. We operate. See, we out here, we have what is called barter instruments. That's called Federal Reserve Notes. All right? But the rest of this... There you go. Hello? You're back. Okay. The rest of this Uh, country operates off of debits and credits. Unmute East Tennessee, she will. Sorry. Sorry, Southern. Okay. The rest of this country operates off of debits and credits. Book ledger, all right? Me me and Danny here, we're going to do trade. This year, I do $800 for the trade with him. He does 1000 with me. He, you know, he owes me 200 bucks. Next year, I may do 12 He may do 1000 Now we have zero again. This is called trade. Everybody thinks these trade, and trade organizations and trade stuff, they don't understand what they're doing. They're just arranging to do trade. If you, me, and Danny, and she will, all right, we all agree to use toothpicks as legal tender, all right, between us, ain't nothing the government can do about it. You follow where I'm going? Yeah, I mean, I totally get that. Okay. So now my question to everybody here is why are you going in for $150 friggin' dollars, all right, into a court case with a traffic ticket, all right, and spending a day in there or two days or whatever, Driving back and forth, fighting this shit, okay? Why don't you just go in there and offer to settle the matter and ask them what they would want in, in currency? Who is, look, this, um, who is this that's calling about the IRS? Or, that's East Tennessee, Sean. Yeah, I got him on there. Listen, uh-huh. I was just given permission because, you know, I can't just give away people's cases, so I just was given permission. And if you put your email, do you know anybody... Um, from Legal Deception, you want to put your email, I'll give you the, um, I'll share with you the coffee bean case. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, Danny knows me. Yep. Okay, well then, we'll give him the coffee bean case because um, someone just said I can uh, let him use that case, but he'll see. It's a sealed case. That means it was taken off the records where, where coffee beans are used as payment. And there's your verification for that. We just can't give away anyone's case because um, cases like that, they're sealed by the court. Like, you know, like a lot of your our listeners will say, like, um, you don't want to give us proof. Well, we can't give you proof because the cases are sealed. And unless the originator of that case releases it, which we got lucky and uh, the originator offered us, it's in, you know, I have it in the email. Uh, we can share it with you so you can have proof that a case can be paid with coffee beans and 
that doesn't mean that you have to be in a court of law to pay with the coffee bean. Remember, your job is to administer a remedy before you're put into court. Yep. If you wait till your court date, you've already missed your opportunity. Right. Let me let me say something. You can do it. It's just that. Why would you want to wait until go to court? You'd rather administer the remedy now. That's what I want. I mean, I'm trying desperately to learn stuff. You know, I'm not trying to just get. Well, we're trying to teach you in a way. We're trying to teach the people on this radio show. Um, A lot of people are excited, and then they leave, you know, because they think that what we're teaching them is outrageous. That's why I say, Congressman, if you're listening, I don't care if you are a general counsel. I don't care if you're the biggest, baddest dog on the block. Um, We are the people that we are peaceful people, inhabitants of the land, and we are going to teach the people that there is no money. And this is what this show is about, what legal deception is about. Coffee beans are valued more than the dollar bill in your pocket. Um, I'm telling you, people, if you only knew, if you only knew that if you would read the, the laws that say there's no money, right, you well, I mean, would not be suffering. Huh? Look, I mean, I already knew that. I mean, I understand, like, even if I get a check or something, I write 12 USC redeeming lawful money on it because I know I'm not receiving money. They're not getting right. money. Nobody's getting money. Nobody. I have no Let equity. I've never something. been paid any equity. Let me say something. You're right. getting medium of exchanges. Yeah, that's it. That's for it. For bartering. Right. For bartering. That's it. Now, you can't pay a debt with it. So what you have to do is we have species of money doc. You need to send that to the IRS. Like Danny said, I demand to pay all my lawful taxes. Tell me what species of currency you'd like to be paid in. The form is on the law. They can't tell you. You know why they can't tell you? Because Violation of HJR 192. Nope. Because the gold clause cases. They can't specify a currency. They can't yeah. do it. There's case law in the money doc to support that. It's against public policy. Yeah, yeah but do they know that? I mean, this guy... Yes, I oh, yes, they know. IRS knows. Trust me. Trust me, I spent 45 yeah. minutes waiting for an IRS lady to... Quote. You mean a basic That's revenue my, uh, officer knows that? What? You mean a basic revenue officer knows that? Because I asked him for, to give me a, I said, hey, look, all I need is a verified claim. And he's just ignored yeah. me. Listen. That's the only thing they can do. Yeah. They can't, they can't tell you because, you see, you guys don't understand something here. And this is for all the radio show listeners. Once again, ABC. We are operating in equity and trust. This country is, okay? And when you were born, your mother signed you in and gave you to the United States of America and to the United States government as an asset. The moment she registered you, a paper was mailed in the mail with an all-capital name, which is a corpus. Anything you register now belongs to the United States government. The United States government 
is administered by the trust holder, the organizational trust account holder of the United States of America. So if you are an asset, how can you pay a debt? If you are signed in as a piece of bacon for the United States, right, and they admit, say you were a ham, and you get signed in, and your mom says, take this ham as my gift, United States of America, and I give you this gift um, for as long as it's good for you, right? And how are you going to pay a debt if you're an asset? That's why they gave your mom a corpus certificate, and that certificate is worth like a billion dollars. They estimated it by how long you, uh, the average American lives. When you get older and more mature, you can claim that as a beneficiary now. You're holding a piece of paper that you are a beneficiary to. So what happens if you're a piece of bacon and you're being held by this organization and they have little cell blocks for each piece of bacon, right? How are you going to pay a debt? That's why nothing's coming in your name. Everything you will acquire belongs to them. Every dollar that's put into your hand is an IOU because you're, you're just a corpus asset right now. So when you call IRS and you say, hey, um, I need you to validate this debt or whatever, they can't answer you. you. They can't even tell you how to pay because they can't tell you that your mom registered a piece of ham and threw it into a cell and that you have to pay. How, how can you pay if you belong to them? What are you going to pay with? <laughs> You'll get them, she will. We'll you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I'm I don't just trying to, to describe to you. Huh? I don't want to belong to these people. But you do. And this is, listen, until you realize that fact, you're not this, responsible for those payments unless they only want your signature. They don't want you to give them a Federal Reserve note. Remember that man who went to court recently in Texas and he gave them all the money in Federal Reserve notes and they arrested him? Yep. Yep. <laughs> he paid them right there in the courtroom. He brought a money in the wheelbarrow and folded them up in little squares and said, okay, I have all the money right here. You know what? They were mad. They said they, they were mad because they had to unfold all of them, right? Listen, all the dollars. Listen. But he paid them dollar for dollar and guess what? He got a jail sentence. Let me tell you something, all right? There's two ways to fight this. A lot of people yeah, don't want to do... A lot of people say, I don't want to be uh, owned by them, whatever, okay? Now, let's look at this two ways. You can be on your own and plan outside of their system. Yeah. Or, like we're doing right now, you can learn to use your system and their Achilles heels, all right? Yeah. For your benefit. Remember one thing. This system was set up for your benefit. Yes. All right. Not for theirs, for yours. That's they right. manage the system. See, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see them doing anything for us. Because we... No, you know why? Because they this. own you. No, listen to this. We haven't <laughs> properly addressed right. the matter. We have not properly addressed the matter. Yes. Every time you, you get told to, to pay something, what do you do? You pull out a damn Federal Reserve note and hand it over. Now, let me ask That's you a question. So you're basically saying we're supposed to act as a registered agent? Is that what you're saying? No. You, you, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to look at 
I mean, this guy that I just got through talking about that went to court, he emptied all his pockets out. You know what he had in his pocket? He had, a, you know, a little dollar bag of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Well, he already ate a third of them. When, the, when he went to the judge, all right, and the judge told him to pay, he said, well, judge, you got any dollars? Because I've never seen a dollar. And the judge looked at him kind of strange and said, I've never seen a dollar. All right? And the judge suddenly realized he was caught. This is Derek Kelly's heel, people. The judge just ordered you to do something that you can't do. All right? right? Can anybody say 12B6, failure to state a claim for which relief can be, can be granted? That's right. one of my favorites. Why? The judge just told you to do something you can't do. Let me ask you a right. question, sir. How big a man are you? You a big man or a little man? Who, me? Yeah. I mean, physically or mentally? Physically. Physically. Uh, if I tell you uh, to pick up a D9 bulldozer and throw it over a Mack truck, can you do it? Almost, but not quite. Why? Oh, excuse me. If you don't do it, what? Okay. <laughs> Have I just told you to do something you can't do? Maximum law. Hold on. Let me pull this up. See, you guys yeah. got to get back into the law, okay? Yeah, we put Hold it on. on the wall. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, the law cannot require something that cannot be done. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wrote on my claim. I wrote on the claim, I can only tell you to forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, erase that from the record. What happened, they did it exactly the way I specified because, you know what, you have to address it. We keep telling you guys there's no money. You know, every time somebody asks you guys for something, the first thing everyone thinks about, and I'm not blaming you, sir, either, because we were all that way. At first, we think, oh, God, I don't have 100,000 Federal Reserve notes. Where am I going to get it from? Well, did it tell you? You owe us 180000 in Federal Reserve notes? No. I mean, I understand that. But the problem is, is look how many people they've gone to their house and just took their cars. They don't even have a judgment, a court seal. They don't have nothing. Why? Why are they taking, wait a minute, why are they taking the cars and your property? Why? Apparently they make it Because they can take it and liquidate it for cash, right? You didn't tell them anything. Listen to this. Most of those people that you come in and you don't, um, listen, first of all, the reason why they come is because the people do the same thing with the IRS as they do with the courts, okay? And what they do is they try to dispute the bill. Oh, I don't understand how it could be this much. You calculated wrong. You did this or that, right? Don't you do that in court? Oh, well, he didn't really see me. And you know what? He's lying to you. Um, that officer is not telling the truth. And all the courts are seeing is you're going to pay us. You're going to pay us because we gave you a bill and we want you to settle. All they want you to do is settle the matter. They don't care about reasons. They don't care if you did or didn't do it. They don't care what you know what your version of the story is. As a matter of fact, um, they don't even allow evidence. I even heard this one clerk telling the guy, the guy said, well, I have evidence that man had dash cam on. She said, no, we don't use evidence. What do you mean you don't use? She goes, yeah, 
and I had an African American woman who was before me in court, and she told the judge. Um, the judge said, "You're lucky. I'm offering you a retrial." He said, "Yeah, he had the video all along, and it showed exactly what I was saying, and he didn't use it, and I had my rights." You know what she said to her right there in front of the courtroom? You don't have no rights in this courtroom. You have yeah. absolute. And she said to the judge, "What did you say?" She says, that's right. You heard me the first time. You have no rights in this courtroom. Listen, okay, here we go. Bouvier's 1856. All right. One, we can do, uh, no, my mistake. No one can give what does not possess. You can't give him something that you don't have. All right, another one. A no prescription runs against a person unable to act. Think about it, what they're saying here, all right? This is, all right? That's why they, they got down here. Uh, hold on. Uh, he who does not know what he ought to pay, all right, does not want, probably, and not paying. If you don't tell me what you want, I can't give it to you, can I? Now, there's the problem. There's their Achilles heel. He can't turn around because of the gold clause cases and tell you what he wants you to pay. Because now he shut himself down. They, they built themselves... Uh, uh, let me tell you something, people. When it comes to this, you've got to go to the root of the problem. One of the root of the problem here is money. We don't have any. All right? These guys cannot tell you to pay a debt. Right. They can't do it. Because? All right. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me say something. If you, that's debt slavery. That's outlawed globally. If you, if I put you into debt and you can't get your way out, all right, there's no remedy, that's debt slavery. Look up the word peonage. Okay? There's actually a peonage stock on legal deception. Okay? You say peonage? Peonage. is a United States crimes, okay, against people. It's under international law, the Rome Statutes, all right, United Nations Convention, all right, Geneva Convention laws of war. This is a crime against humanity, people. For them to put you into debt slavery, it is a crime against humanity. They must give you remedy. Now, what this man did up here, right, when the judge said, you know, he, he asked the judge to sort of a dollar. You've got to ask the right questions, though. You can't go into the chip on your shoulder, okay, and, you know, throwing around all these closed statutes. Show me a dollar. That judge is not about to pull out a Federal Reserve note and hand it to you. He ain't going to do it. You just strapped him right there. Because he don't have any dollars. Yeah. Okay? Now, the judge, being a smart man, he goes, well, what do you got in your pocket to pay with? So guess what he pulled out? That open bag, three-quarter bag of peanuts. You know what the judge said to him? Give it to the clerk. He walked over and handed it to the clerk because that's all he had to pay with. That's how you pay a debt in a courtroom. You don't go in front of the judge creating a scene, all this other menagerie that you guys are doing. All you have to do is go to the clerk. And make an offer to pay. That's uh, right. 
In all court cases, I'm going to say this again, in all court cases, you are there because there is a controversy. You want to eliminate the court cases? Eliminate the controversy. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I don't know this guy personally, but I do know somebody who does. Okay? He was in uh, the Gulf War. He came home, some lady hit him up for child support. All right? The judge didn't want to hear about his service, where he was, or anything else. The judge just wanted to see who was going to pay for that kid. So, okay, this is what the guy did. Think about it very carefully. All right, the guy got mad. judge ordered him to pay X number of dollars a week. The guy went downstairs, being one smart dude, Pulled out a check, wrote a $1 check. You know what he put in the left-hand side of it? He put four final payment in the case number. He put what? Four final payment in the case number. They stamped it and cashed it. A few months later, they charged him in the court for non-payment of child support. You know what he handed the judge? He handed that check and said, I paid that debt. So that's all right there. They accepted it. You know the judge told the guy some child support? So sorry, Charlie. Think about it. There's ways around this, people. Yeah, but I we bet you they could never fall for that again. They, they have no choice. Listen, if I offer you, all right, if I owe you a debt, I come to you with good faith, and I offer you something, all right, let's say I owe you money. Uh, or I owe you uh, what's anything. And I say, so all I have is just a bunch of bananas to get out of this debt with. What happens if you don't take those bananas? The debt is discharged. Well, See, I'm, my, not, I'm not trying to be difficult, but that doesn't make, I mean, that doesn't even seem right. I mean, if it's if you owe some, let's say you did owe somebody something. Let's say you bought a thousand real dollars or something. And you came up and wait, said, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a question for you. How do you borrow a thousand real dollars? Yeah. Well, they have silver. I, I did, you get, did you ever get it in silver? I can take this to the root of this and and enlighten this real quick. You ready? Okay. Yep. If you refuse an offer of payment, you have the right in contract law. Let's keep it in simple law, contract law. You can make a counter offer. I don't want your bananas, but can you give me uh, 10 bales of cotton? Okay. Or something so else. Okay. Well, that makes it's, sense. It's all oh, about negotiation all the time. You eliminate the controversy in good faith, in honor. That's mm-hmm. what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only so you're saying you can say I don't have one hundred and sixty thousand dollars, but I do have ten uh, postal stamps that have real value. But you don't have to write that to them. Do they tell you that you had to give them one hundred and eighty thousand Federal Reserve notes? It had a little dollar. That's an assumption. Well, uh, that's that's a peso. It's an (laughs) assumption. It's it's we're, okay. You we're all, we are all under varying degrees of yeah. mental delusion. The yeah. only thing that can dispel this is accepting the truth and letting it wash us away, layer by layer. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes they the process can. comes slowly, but but this is what legal deception is about. The washing away that. of deception by truth. Hey, Denny, can I ask you a uh-huh. question? Uh-huh. Five minutes. There's one thing I I cannot say on this open call about. It's because it's concerning my wife. Uh-huh. But it's relative. If you okay. maybe give me five minutes tomorrow. I mean, yep, literally, you got it. Take five minutes. It's one question. Okay, um, yeah, you got it. Okay. Now, can I ask? I'm going to ask you another question. Me? Or you? No, you. What else can you do that will really tear their hearts out? Win the lottery? Nope. <laughs> no. Send them a one. Send them a one dollar money order every. Yeah, Denny. Denny told me about this, but in all honesty, my brain melted, and I just. You do realize that sounds way too good to be true. Well, yeah. you know why? Because I talk to some of the top lawyers in cases, and whenever they come for me, I don't get a regular lawyer. I get a general counsel. That means that's the top lawyer, and I'll say, um, I had one lawyer tell me, are you telling me that the dollar I have in my pocket, it has no value? And I said, yeah, 4.3 cents. As a matter of fact, it has debt. Yeah. (laughs) As a matter of fact, Well, I always look at the dollar as how much did it cost to make that dollar, and it tells you right on the Federal Reserve website that $1 costs 4.3 cents for the machines to make it. Now, let me say something to that. I have a friend, his wife, uh, this is 2015, uh, he died in 2007, uh, I would say, yeah, she's got, he died in 2007, this is 2015, she's been sending, all right, the hospital that he spent months in, one dollar a month since 2007. And you want to know something? They have not taken her to court. My brother, he, he had to pay a dollar a month, too, and he paid it for eight months, and the hospital took him to court and showed that he paid eight money orders valued at $1, and the judge dismissed the case. He said, no, but he's only paying a dollar a month. He said, so what? It's a payment, and if you accepted it, it's, he said, then the contract is valid. He's saying to them, And then they said, what if we don't accept it? He said, the contract will be um, nullified. My brother continued paying that dollar per month, and they were complaining about the interest and all this other stuff. Um, My brother won his case. Guess what? After they said that the dollar payment was an intent to pay, um, the, the hospital stopped billing him. They lost the case, and they stopped billing him. Because it's not about what you gave them. It's the intent. Good in good faith. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There, There is no money. Right. That's right. And, and we've been telling people, you know, you have to, but I like that, where, where you're saying the final payment, maybe these little money order things, right? Mm-hmm. We need to write final payment, but like I was saying, this one guy, he red boxed it on the money order saying the final payment. That's why his bill comes at zero every month. You see, every, everybody wants, let me explain something. Everybody wants to go in there and fight. They want to they mm-hmm. throw the code, the statutes. Uh, federal, you did. You know, I, listen, 
Why? Let's find your, listen, let's make this simple. Okay, okay, Achilles was a great warrior, but Achilles had Achilles' heel. All right, it's that simple, people. They created this system. They created a glass house. Wow. If we find their Achilles' heel and we throw the rocks at this glass house, it will break. Now, if you read that money doc, like I said, if you get the money doc, you read it. Okay? That money doc explains everything about what's going on. You need to pull up the money doc, the one that says dollar, and realize what that little symbol is. And you realize that they tell you, they use a peso symbol, they use a number, and they never tell you what to pay with. They can't do it. All right? Since since I have some brilliant people on here, there's one thing that's been really troubling me about the war process. You know, when we were saved, and you're going to have to give me just a second, I'll go fast. When we were saved, we were made a bond servant to our Lord. He's the one king, and his law is our law. And if you remember the anointing of Saul, Saul was hiding because Samuel was telling the people they were sinning by choosing an earthly king over their father in heaven and his laws. Well, if you think about it, the Pope is claiming to be the father on earth. You have the father in heaven who his natural laws, and then you have the Pope over here who's, part of, who's over the Holy See and the canon law, which is the UCC, or the kidnapped code of uh, Havarabi, there's Babylon. We're supposed to leave Babylon and be a servant to exactly. one master, not two. But we're saying we're okay with being owned by as a citizen. And even the informer said that that's really playing with some fire about... So my question is this. This is what's been tearing me apart. And this is what I've been trying to call you about, Danny. You know, there's going to be a mark of the beast, and I think this is the precursor, or possibly when we come to a working knowledge of it, if we accept that citizenship or we accept that servitude of ownership, man, we may be playing with something deeper than what we ever thought, and I'm just really troubled by that, and it's really been bothering me, and the Lord woke me up. You're already under the mark of the beast. Yep. And we're, this is a process of getting out of out that of the Babylonian of the system. Now you don't have you don't have the mark yet because it hasn't become. Yeah, you real. do. Yeah, you do. You have the you mark. You actually do. Yeah. yeah. No, I disagree. It would have to be a, a willful decision, and then once you've got it, you're screwed. You weren't given a willful decision when you uh, were born. Let me, That's you are now. let me say how how subtle this willful decision is. We've already been given an example. No, it is now. Esau sold decision. his birthright. For a bowl of soup. There you go. That's why I'm saying, guys, I don't know that we should be claiming any of this. I think we ought to be leaving. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not claiming to be a citizen. We're not That's claiming right. to be a part of this. Mm-mm. This sets us apart in a separate, private, pure trust. That's right. And, and, so you're saying we'll no longer be owned? Correct. Okay, I'm okay with not being owned. I am not okay with being a bond servant to this system. Oh, it's not your fault. Not. It's We're not your fault. This um, severs the ties. But you have to, uh, things are unbound in the manner in which they were bound. You have to excavate yourself out of it. Yeah. We were put into this way, into this system legally. Mm-hmm. We have to excavate ourselves legally. Now so you we can get back in God's me. law. So you guys agree with me. I was definitely looking at this correctly. 
Yeah, you uh, are. Can... Well, you are marked by the beast. I mean, you're. I can you know, see where. It's not uh, your fault, though. You. It was done at your birth. They sold you at birth, and it was by deception. And that's why we tell the people, you know, legal deception is more than just a regular website. Um, we are basically undefeatable where other people come in, um, they mock the people, and guess what? They know if you know or not. The courts know if you know the secret. The IRS knows. Um, check this out. I have one page here that will tell you. Listen, they know. It's not like you think they don't know. They know the difference. Um, I have to clarify something here, she will too. Go ahead. What you go ahead. Said. Do first. You do said, first. and I have to correct this. Go ahead. Because it's so important. You just said we are undefeatable. It is not us. It's because we are in God's law. Exactly. And exactly. that is unbeatable. Can somebody yeah, when please tell me how? See now, look. I mean, I I am actually pretty well studied. I'm not, and I have a buddy who's on here too. If you've already received the mark, you can't unreceive that, guys. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You certainly can. can. Somebody tell yes, me you that. Can. Well, you got to do what's in Revelation, and and you got to get the seven seals, and and then you from the seven seals. You're going to file it with the clerk of the court, and then you're going to take ownership of those that birth certificate. It's yours, and um, all that they've stolen from you in your whole entire life, you're going to break the chain of bondage. And that's what we were trying to walk the people through. I know people are suffering. And what I mean by undefeatable, meaning that if you want the shield of the master creator, then you're going to have to get to understand and know the Bible again because in well, there is encoding. The but you don't know how to get out. And see, none of us knew how. You know how we learn? By working together as mankind against an evil system that is dead. And they killed you right at birth. Um, well, I get that. I mean, you lovers of death, lovers of, rather than lovers of life, the dead corpus. I mean, I get no, that. No, no, no. They stole you at it. birth. I mean, they literally stole you at birth, sir. What yeah, I, I mean by that is that when they, when that baby's born and the doctor announces it's a boy or it's a girl, it's calling you a monster. It's a boy. Yeah, I know. It's a okay. So then they take the footprint, and you you can't touch the land because you're just born, right? Yep. And they go in, they pull a little card out of the drawer, and yep. they put I the footprints on the card, right? And what have they done? They come up to mom. What have they done to mom? This is all done deceptively, and it's a satanic Babylonian practice practice for the last six thousand years, and they come in. And before your foot hits the land, they, they've given you, they tell mom, give, me, give us this information about you, your, you know, the husband, the baby, right? And then they take that information, they put it onto the registry, and they tell the United States of America, here, we have a new, um, we have a new slave here. He's bonded now. Here's his information. We got his feet. They bonded you with the sole of your feet, which is equal to the soul in your body. So they steal okay. the soul so what about people from your who feet. Don't come out? Huh? What about people who never come to a learning knowledge of this? 
Well, are they okay. I mean, All right. uh, I see where you're going with this. Can okay. I answer that? Yeah. All right. Are they marked? I so mean, they're in that. Absolutely. So oh, you're going Lord. to stand in front of the great judgment throne, throne and say your excuse is, well, I didn't know the laws. He wrote the laws on your heart. That's not going to hold water. Are you going to say that you were never presented the truth? Well, that's, that's a lie because you were presented the truth. You just chose to turn away from it. Oh, no, I was presented, and I'm trying to face it head on, even though it's kind of scary. But what about the people who, I mean, look, guys, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not. Just... Okay, I'll say one scripture here that applies very profoundly in this. We are okay. to work out our own salvation with fear well, and trembling. The salvation is the gospel, not the birth certificate. Here. Okay, here's my question. What are you afraid of? Uh, helicopters land on my house and kicking the shit out of me, and then I can't raise my seven-year-old daughter who desperately needs me so that she doesn't want I can give her a better chance of not going to hell. That You don't have to be afraid, okay? Me. Let me tell you something. You don't have to be afraid. You know what? You know what? The, the greatest deception of mankind that, the, that Satan himself, remember, he was here when everything was created because he was created before we were. So he knows all the lies. Fear itself is what's stopping you. And fear is a lie. Fear is yeah. nothing more than a little tiny mouse in the corner with a megaphone. Well, let me tell you something. I was a cop for 10 years, and if I told somebody they were going with me, if I had to beat the living hell out of them, they were going. These guys can get pretty serious, y'all. <laughs> okay. Let's let's say they stomp the physical life out of you. Did they kill your spirit? Oh, no. I got you there. I'm, but that still okay. doesn't help my so, daughter. So father. let's let's say... Let's say a, a guy's driving down the road 100 miles an hour, going through a one a small town, one traffic light, drunk, blind drunk, and he runs over an eight-year-old girl and kills her instantly. That's a terrible thing. But we don't see the bigger picture all the time. None of us do. So That's this true. drunk I mean, guy, this yeah. drunk guy, goes up to apologize to this family who he just killed the eight-year-old daughter. And the remorse in this drunk guy's heart moves that town and saves a hundred people. Twings them around to the truth in this. How do we know what God's will is? I'm not. I'm not a judge. I'm here to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling, and it takes it beyond just the gospel truth of this. It's getting well, to the truth. It's getting to the deeper truth of this. And it goes far beyond what we can possibly see. Well, I mean, I just read something in Former then. He would, you know, he made the statement that there's probably only really 10,000 Christians. I mean, that's just a really difficult thing. I mean, I could see this being a precursor. That wasn't yours. That was mine. Uh-huh. I mean, I can see it being a precursor, but... I really hope well, it's not that, because there's a lot of good people screwed who've never even heard what we're talking about. But you know what? And and many people have heard, and guess what they do? They run away. Like I had, I've seen Southern, Southern, we've been on many radio shows, right? And what do we tell people? We tell them what they might have to do, right? You know what, what, what the radio show host will tell us? Oh, no, no, no. You're giving them bad advice. You're telling them to stop shopping and stop spending? That is ridiculous. Well, do you need it? Do you really need it, people? Do you need that purse? 
She will. You, know, you have Southern muted right now. Sorry to interrupt. Southern muted. Hold on. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, we've done many radio shows together, and um, people will tell us, "No, we're not going to give up our, our, you know, prized possessions. We're not going to do this, and we're not going to do that." And I said, "Well, one simple step is to stop doing all this shopping, because um, the only thing you really need for your family is a roof over your head, clothing for their body, and food on the table, water." and utilities, right? And they'll come in and they'll they'll look at it, but they don't want to hear it. We tell them, you know, you can't, you got to save your family, then cut down your expenses, number one. Number two, we put the speech of currency back on there, and um, I just put it up, uh, oh, my goodness, somebody's got this beeping thing. Um, uh, I think it's on Southern's thing. No, it's not so. No, I just, it no he's unmuted. But my no. thing is that when we give you simple measures to take while you're still trapped as a bonded slave, the people don't want to do anything. You know, if it's easy, guess what? If we gave them the easy route, they don't do it either because they say it's a lie. And if we give them the hard route, they don't want to use their, um, I'm looking for my phone. Oh, can you pass me that book? Thank you. And and if I tell them the hard route, which is the route that me and Southern and and Denny have been going, it's too hard. It's too hard for them to understand. Well, listen, first step to that route is you have to understand that there's no money. And if you can't understand the simple, plain truth that you're a bonded slave and that there is no money, if you can't accept that, then you got a long way to go before you get um, to freedom because. Uh, we're trying to teach you a new way of dealing with these people. Listen, they're in shock. They're in just as much shock as you are finding out. And the people at the very top, though, they know that, that there is no money. And when you finally reach the top, you will know because you'll be knocking right at Satan's door. That's right. And don't so, be afraid. So, hey, Jenny, don't, you, don't we know how their voices change and how they have this I'm talking oh. about you. You think you watching um, what's the name of it? The Exorcist is um, a, a scary movie. Try try listening to that in real life. I've seen and heard people convert oh, at yeah. telling them the truth. Their voices change. Um, they they just start acting like crazy. I, I'll be listening. I'm like I cannot believe I heard this. Yep, absolutely. I've heard it many times too. She will. Demons coming out of these people, okay? She will. Mm-hmm. Tell them what happened when we talked to the to the lawyer down in Miami about the uh, the copyright. I I got to the top lawyer, okay? I got a <laughs> Municode, and it said I called Municode, and I said, "Who's the owner? Who's the author of these laws? The Charter of Miami." And she says, oh, that's simple. It's right here. Look, the phone number is right here. All you got to do is you call them up, and um, that's the that's that central headquarters, right? I called it up, and I said, uh, hello, I want to speak to the person who writes up the charters, please. And they transferred me to this lawyer. He was a district attorney, too, if I remember right. Yeah, he was a top general counsel who wrote and implemented the laws for the charter. So he's talking to me. At first, he was being really mean, like, who gave you this number? 
uh, how did you get transferred to me? I said, that doesn't matter, sir. I have a question for you. Are you the author of these laws? And he was like, why do you want to know? And I said, because you stole my house using this law, and you're the responsible party. You know, his voice changed right there. He goes, um, I forgot. He started sounding like a little baby. He goes something like, um, who gave you my number? And I said, what? Excuse me? He goes, how did you get to where transferred over to me? And I go, sir, are you the lawyer over this um, charter? You know what he says? I can't talk to you. I'm just the employee. You know I work for the county. I can't tell you. I go, you can't or you won't? He goes, I can't tell you. Goodbye. And he hangs up the phone. I'm telling you, he sounded like a little infant. I could not believe that that was the man who was ready to bite my head off until I started asking him about the charter and that he's responsible for the injury. This man turned into a little baby, and that was the head lawyer. Let me let, let me inject some here. People, if we learn to ask the right questions, not going in there beating our chest and making statements, mm-hmm. we learn to ask the right questions. That's what legal deception is about, to teach you to ask the right question right. and watch these people who can't answer it. They can't. They live in a glass house, and if they answer it, the glass breaks. Yep. It'll say they're beyond their pay grade. It's beyond the scope of their knowledge. And I'm like, how can that be possible? Let me read you the law. Oh, I don't want to hear the law. I go, what do you mean you don't want to hear the law? This came from your agency. Mm-hmm. You're responsible. The whole reason that there's a legal system in place is to steer you away from the real law, which is trust law, contract mm-hmm. law, maxims of equity, maxims of law, period. And that's all under God's law. I, I had one guy just absolutely browbeating me for months, and he was telling me that he did not believe that trusts were biblical. And I said... He, he wouldn't listen to any any justification, any validation of this at all. So I said, all you have to do is read Genesis, and you'll see the original trust of which is still in existence. And if you can't see that, then we're ha- we have to be done talking here. So, unfortunately, we were done talking. So if you make an offer of payment, though, doesn't that get for some jurisdiction and reopen the contract then? It de- it depends on the situation. It can also destroy the contract because, you see, um, if you're giving them Federal Reserve notes, right? Um, I think we posted something. I got it from David Johnson, and it talks about the reason why you're an enemy of the state is because you keep paying with Federal Reserve notes. That's correct. And basically that is what the um, Attorney General told me when I called him. In another show that I talked to you guys, I said that the attorney general said, well, why didn't you do your duty? He goes, you blame us, but you're to blame too. And I said, why is that? You have control of everything. He said, if we had control of everything, then why didn't you write to us and tell us to do something about it? And I said, such as? He goes, what you just told me on the phone right now. And I said, what, demand you to pay the bill? He goes, I'm waiting for your letter. He couldn't tell me, you get it? He knew. He said, if HJR 
192 prohibits us from telling you how. He goes, then why didn't you write us and tell us to do it? And I go, do what? Pay the bill? And he, he couldn't say it because he knew that that would be a breach of trust if he told me how to pay. So he just said, why didn't you tell us to pay it? See, he's protecting the trust corpus. He has yeah, to. Yeah, he has to. So wait a minute. You, so you're saying like 1295A2 says you could forward it to the alien property custodian for full Clintons and discharge? You're saying take no. a, you're saying no. you can take a Federal Reserve bill or a uh, IRS bill and forward it to the alien property custodian? No, you write him a letter, and after you get your seven seals on your birth certificate, like I said before, he's waiting for you to show him that you've done what you had to do. Everything here, believe it or not, people, is biblical. Everything that we're telling you to do is biblical, and they know it's biblical because they're requiring it. But you can't do that until, you can't do it until you finish the authentication process? Uh you can whoa, try, whoa, whoa. but they're not going to listen to you. Wait a minute. You can do certain things. Yeah, we can do certain things. That's yeah. what we're trying to help you do is um, we're trying to help yeah. you guys while you're in the process of doing your authentication and Here's your filing. Here's another important point that people overlook. Mm-hmm. People want a point-by-point, step-by-step, uh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. It doesn't work that way. It's very fluid, very dynamic, just like the spiritual kingdom. You have to know where you are standing. You have to know who you are because everything changes all the time. You have to keep up on top of things. And if you don't have that solid foundation referred to as the rock, the foundation, the truth, built on that, you don't have anything. You're washed away in the currents. This is very applicable in what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Certain things. See, when they when they created House Strength Resolution 192, I Public Law 73-10. A lot of people say that that has been overturned. That's been repealed. It is not. I have the repeal part, okay, in my possession, right out of statutes at large. Trust me, people. That was not repealed. Federal Reserve notes are still legal tender. They, do, they will discharge a debt. and Well, let me rephrase that. Discharge an obligation. They will not pay a debt. Right, I, wanted to, I wanted to tell the people, I know that you guys um, wanted evidence about the trust, right? So here it is. I'm going to give you the evidence of the trust, okay? I read to you a minute ago. Here it is. The difference, Okay. Contrary to popular opinion, the definition of the United States is not what most people think. The federal government identified as the United States of America is under contract by the 50 states. Administers among them and between them. The 50 states are superior to the federal government except where political pressure blurs the line. IRS is not an agency of the United States. Also, the Internal Revenue Service is not authorized by the federal government, nor is the Internal Revenue Code IRC federal law. There are no records of it being codified as the IRS is not a part of the United States. The following is a quote from Dan Leder, a well-known researcher of the tax laws. In his summary of the diversified metal products case reference in 
footnote he opens. Now, he's writing on a vermin of fact in his complaint. Okay? His fact number four, in his complaint, he stipulated facts. In his fact number four, as follows. Defendant, Internal Revenue Service, IRS, is an agency of the United States government. U.S. Attorney Betty H. Richardson made the following correction to this man's averment and says, denies that the Internal Revenue Service is an agency of the United States government, but admits that the United States of America would be proper party to this action. So the United States of America is the trust corporation that is the holder of all of these bonds and stocks and everything. The key point here is a distinction between the United States government and the United States of America. They are clearly two different jurisdictions. The United States of America, a corporation, manages the several states. The United States, now this is in lowercase, okay, form we the people of the Constitution, okay? We the people as in capital W and capital P for proper. So we're trying to determine right now when they say we the people of the Constitution, are they talking about every living soul here or are they talking about just um, the people, the founders of the Constitution? I believe They're it's just the founders. They're only talking about the founders. They're not talking about us at all. Okay, so we got that straight. Now, here's, now, here's where we're going to come in. You wanted to know if there was a trust, right? This is a basic understanding. It's not only a motive for forming a domestic foreign trust, but is critical knowledge when you form any other, listen to this, non-statutory entity. You need to know the limits and liabilities. You can be ignorant and get by with any statutory trust, but you cannot be ignorant of both laws and tax consequences when you get involved with the domestic trust, foreign trust, and offshore trust. They are not the same. Um, few, few know what a foreign trust is, okay? And the second thing you needed to know was um, place, the place, venue. <clears throat> the venue where you operate your life has certain rules and procedures. What rules you break determines what judge you go before. Some offenses, for example, are against a city, county, some ordinance, against state laws, and some against federal laws. The same is true with a trust. Um, it says, the place of venue is called the situs of the trust. It's stated in the trust indenture. For example, the place can be the state of California or it can be the California state. There are two different venues. The first one is where a statutory trust operates. The second one, when you call it the California state, is where the domestic foreign trust operates. Domestic means within the 50 states of the United States, not the United States of America, a corporation. Foreign means foreign to the federal government, also referred to as U.S. government. All 50 states, now that's lowercase s, they're talking about the territories now. All 50 states are foreign to the U.S. government. Now, U.S. government is who, people? The U.S. government is the 50 states, like state of Florida, state of uh, Tennessee, state of Georgia. Those are the, the, when they're all written in capital names or proper names, you're talking about the corporation, okay? Okay, so um, the United States government is foreign corporation with respect to the state. So now you know that your state itself is a corporation, Okay. 
Now, evolving over the past 200 years, the federal government developed an intricate, confusing web of lies and deceit to hide the truth from the American people. Now I'm going to show you here where we have a trust, okay, so that you will know and put this to rest where you guys keep coming in with statutes and codes, okay? United States courts. Now I'm going to show you the United States is operating in trust. We have not lost our minds. The IRS, though, recognizes the difference. And here are the legal sites so you can see we did not make this up. You can write this down, 26 U.S.C. 7701A, 30E, and I. Defines a United States person as E, any trust, if a court within the United States is able to exercise primary supervision of the administration of the trust. At B, in the same section, it states the term foreign trust means any trust other than a described in subparagraph E of paragraph 30. This means that trusts that do not have court-appointed trustees are not United States persons. So, people, if you don't want to be a United States person with trustees over you and be a slave, you have to become a foreign trust. You have to operate in foreign trust, not in the state of California. You invoke the court of the California state, the opposite. There are two doors. One is to hell and one is to heaven. The one to heaven is the hardest one to get to. It's the path is very narrow. They're showing you here that this is a trust operation going on here, not a law operation, not a legal, not anything. It's all trust. That's just like our creator set forth. I mean, I can go on. Look, states are separate countries. You may be frowning in wonder at what just happened. Let us fill in the gap. The 50 states are separate countries from the federal government. The United States of America is a corporation. Listen to this one. That's what I was trying to tell you. The 50 states are separate countries from the federal government. Remember, state of California, state of Texas, state of Georgia, they're all separate. And the United States of America is a corporation that manages the 50 states. That's lowercase s. That means the 50 territories are managed by the District of Columbia. Uh, the trust can be, yeah? Go back in and read the Articles of Confederation we just read. Yeah, we just said the same thing. That's right. That's why I pulled that up. When you read that to me, I went and pulled that yeah, up. Yeah, look at this one. The trust can be under the jurisdiction of the United States of America if it is managed by a court-appointed trustee. It can be under the jurisdiction of the state if it is not administered by a court-appointed trustee, thus making it foreign to the United States government. Debbie, you need to listen to this. Mm -hmm. She's on here. That's why I said, Debbie, perk up your ears and listen to this. Under this definition, if the rules and regulations, the law of the trust, establish clearly the trust operates in a common law venue, then it is a foreign trust in reference to the corporate United States. 
We think you are now beginning to get the picture of why many lawyers have not been trained in this particular realm of trust law. We will begin using, and then it separates and it teaches you more about the trust. What this book was about was showing you step by step that we were not operating under statutes and codes. We were not operating under common law. We are not operating under anything but equity and trust. And we have been for thousands of years. Jesus was trying to teach the people equity, and he was a king. But what they did, because the Vatican and the people, um, not the Vatican, that time they didn't really exist, but what they did is the Romans, I think. Isn't that the Romans? Uh-huh. Um, who was it that crucified him? The Romans did at the at the hand of the uh, uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the scribes, right? Uh-huh. The scribes people are us, the clerk of the court. What did these people do? These evil people opened the black box of Pandora. And when you open Pandora's box, which is, you guys want to learn religion? Here it is. The black box of Pandora is the box of hell. So what did they do to Jesus when he was teaching you equity and trust? They made him king. They crowned him with a crown of thorns instead of a, a real crown of gold. And when you open Pandora's box, it becomes the cross. The cross is the symbol of the dagger of Babylon. That used to be their letter T, and it represented the sword now. So Babylon hasn't gone anywhere. We are the new whore of Babylon, people. You guys got to wake up. And um, I'm not really like a religious fanatic, but I began looking things up. Like if you go to the mosque in um, a Muslim, uh, wherever these people go, like a pilgrimage that they go to, Mecca. You see Mecca. You go in there to the black box and you see them rotating around the black box counterclockwise. They are rotating around a different God. They don't even realize it. Did we realize worshiping the cross was worshiping Satan? No, we didn't. Because nobody knew that opening Pandora's box into a cross was Satan's way of laughing at the people and saying, this is what will happen if you open Pandora's box and they use Jesus as an example, um, he was trying to teach you knowledge, a secret knowledge that they were hiding from the people. The truth. The truth. But Satan doesn't, remember he said, bow down to me and I'll give you the world, right? He was thinking, no, I'm not going to bow down to you. And, um, you know, when you guys walk around with the cross, they laugh. These people from the church and all, they laugh because they know that that is Pandora's box that you're walking around with, opened up. Deceptions, diversion, away from the truth. Uh The truth is very simple, just like real law is, and it's straight out of our creator. And they work with the law of the dead. So we have Uh to come back to life, and you know how you come back to life? When you come back with that birth certificate under seven seals, and you go back in and say, here, now this is my paper. I claim it is mine. It's sealed now with the seven seals. And you give it to, after you get it recorded in the in the clerk of the court, then you got to give it to the treasurer. See the hidden side, the private side, um, so you can unbind yourself. The IRS even has everybody listed as infant decedent. Yes. Hello. 
they're an infant to them, and you are a decedent. You're still, oh, they, were they supposed to protect women and infants? Instead, you know what they did? They prostituted all the women. Um, you have three birth certificates, people, when you're born. Um, the first, you know what they do? The first one is good for seven years. After the seventh year, you don't, you see, the number seven is very powerful. And they know the devil has overtaken everything. Satan or whatever his real name is, Satan, Lucifer, the devil, he, he knows all of God's magical things and everything has to be done in sevens, people, including your freedom. You have seven things that you have to do and you guys are behind, way behind right now. We've got to hurry up. If you got your certificate sealed, then I'm going to write up the letter for you guys so you can file it with the clerk and move on to the next step with the birth certificate. And then we have other things we have to do. We have to do an IRS audit. Um, we have to do like um, um, there's a movie and this uh, lady, this lady I just said her name. I think it was Jupiter Ascending. Oh Yes, you guys, you see all the things in the background? There are seven things that you have to do. Yeah, I noticed she had a little robot guy helping her, too, and his head about exploded. Yeah, yeah, and he and you see how you got to go? It says uh, wills and trust. It tells you wills and trust. It tells you something about the IRS. Uh, oh, my God, I don't know if it was a revenue revision. Uh, revenue revision, wills and trust, the sealing. Uh, it's called uh, seals and signets. And the seals and the signets are what you're doing to your birth certificate right now. You're marching that birth certificate all over the place. You've got to get it sealed seven times. Then you've got to um, give it an offering. You've got to give it back to them. You know, you say, here, now release all my bondage, all the sureties, all the um, payments that are due, and um, clean the slate. Then you've got to go in and you've got to get all of your equity paid back to you. And you've got to go before a judge. I mean, we got to, you know, I'm not saying we have to hurry. We don't really have to hurry because it's not going to change. This this country, the last thousand years, has always been operating under equity and trust, and it always will. They just stole your equity, that's all. And, and, and they made laws to rob every penny out of your pocket. But you can't be afraid, people. Don't be afraid. Okay, you say you have a warrant for your arrest. What is a warrant, people? Go look it up. The word warrant means a check. That means that they went to the state and, and, and asked for a check to pay the bill for you not going to court. Like, you say you started something with them and you ditched out on them, and they'll say, oh, we put a warrant for his arrest. All they want is your signature so that you can sign off on something, and then they can cash the check. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know what more I could say in this show, but... um, That's what I was going to say. I could probably uh, say that there's been enough information given out here for this round. Uh, why don't we wrap it up at this point? Yeah. And uh, I would suggest to everybody listening in this, even if you don't believe it or find it hard to believe... Entertain the idea. Let that truth wash around in your head for a while. Let it settle. 
and see what puzzle pieces come out of it to fit in because it's a layer-by-layer layer thing that you, you come to the truth in this, and there's always more truth that needs to come into us. That's how we grow. So don't discount anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, try to try to just kick it around in your head for a while and see how it settles in your heart, in your spirit. Danny, can I ask a question? Uh-huh. Denny, um, the United States of America and the trust that they are trusty over for us, they are saying that the trusts are now almost emptied too. Thus, they are going to eliminate uh, most programs like the 666 food stamp oh, program. Hang on a second. These trusts are not empty. Mm-hmm. They are not almost empty. Hello, sir. Okay. Go to Go ahead. Because they, they made statement today in Congress uh, about Hold on a minute. Hold on. I want. I'm gonna unmute. That was Puerto Rico sure. talking. Yeah. Uh, is that Puerto Rico beeping though? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Can you turn down the volume of whatever you have recording because it's beeping really, really loud. Hmm. Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's not me. It's the NSA. <laughs> yep. Well, listen. You you you're saying that the programs are being cut down, right? The six 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 trusts are being shut down. Listen to what I'm going to tell you, okay? You can shut down any trust that you want to. Um, what they give you back is scraps, anyways, right? They say they're going to shut the food stands down. All they're shutting down are the benefits to the public, okay? To the public side, if you're holding that birth certificate and you haven't redeemed yourself yet, then then you're not going to be in for any. Uh, yeah, we know they're cutting everything out. They're cutting everything down because all they're doing on your end, on the public side, is recycling scraps. And, and they've done they it to where they can't do it no more. That's what they were talking about, Philip. They were talking about on the public side, but in the private side where you're heading now, there's a ton of credit in there. It's unlimited. As a matter of fact, if you go listen to Karen Hudis, Karen Hudis was just announcing on a radio show that the government owes us more money, more money. She said it was in the quadrillions of what they owed each American person. All right, you guys are doing a really good job. Thank you so much, kid. You're welcome, Philip. We'll be talking to you soon. So, um, okay, uh, let me see. This. Uh, hold on a minute, people. Okay, i got to stop the beeping. Yes. <laughs> if, they're, if they've got so much money, why are they, why are they in receivership? Because, because, wait a minute, hold on. The, the corporation is in receivership. We're not in receivership. They are. See, once again, that's where you are standing. It's 
you got to keep keep in mind where you are standing and what venue you're in. Mhm. Yep. And let me tell you something. If we were going to be so bad off, people, right, where you think you're going to lose hope, that's why the IRS did not want these people to print this book that I have. They fought them for four years, IRS did, because they did not want you guys to find out the truth about the trust. Yeah, they'd rather, they'd rather keep you ensnared in the, the fake court system, the legal system that's going oh, on. Oh, yeah, there. and the fear. And listen, people. Everything that you're paying right now is all taxes. Is all what? Taxes. Taxes. If you pay your public utility, you're paying a tax. If you pay your public water, it's a tax. Public school is a tax. Everything they're taxing. They'll say, oh, your house can't be 30% more than your total in- income, right? You know why? Because the other 70, they're taxing you to death. To the point, when you go to court, now they try to give you a paper and say, fill out your financial, um, like a financial paper. Why would you be filling out a financial paper? I'd be putting down zero on it and saying, until you pay me. Right now, all I have is IOUs. Yep, whenever they ask how much wages or income you have, the answer is zero. Yeah. Do you know why they're doing that? They're trying to get you, you, they're trying to get you locked into a contract to admit that you have money and they came for employment. And it would be be a lie. You know why? Because you don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Under under the laws of war that they're operating under, they were supposed Mm -hmm. to take care of you as you couldn't find gainful employment. And this mm-hmm. is where they trap people in child support court and family court because you get these people come in and say they're gainful Isn't employment. That's what they say. What did you just say, Father? Gainful employment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Since we've never been paid, we have no gainful employment. That's this right. Is what I, this is why I'm trying to put out to everybody with that money. Remember, back. people capital gains tax. Are you in some kind of gainful employment? Nope. Okay, does anybody else have a question before we let everyone go? Yeah, I got a question. I got a couple, really, um, but they're real quick ones. Um, when are you going to place up that uh, sanitized dock uh, that you did for the three felonies? Because I've been... Oh, I just did that. I have to... I just did that Friday. I have to sanitize it now. Yeah, I know, but I've been out on bail for a year now. And I know that soon they're going to send me something for a summons, and I haven't been arraigned or anything. I need to get that addressed because I'm facing six. Okay, and so, okay. Are you on the Legal Deception group on Facebook? Yes, I am. Okay. And I have my, my uh, birth certificates are already authenticated. Oh, uh, my God, I, you need to hurry then. Okay, so we I just work on the document then. Um, to so you can go and file it right away. Yep. Okay. And I just I just sent off to the state register uh, my affidavit of majority um, mm-hmm. to to the state. So I sent that off to them. That's been going about a week. And mm-hmm. uh, the other thing is this. Um, I know we talked a couple weeks ago, and you were saying about the trust that I needed to do a front page and the back page of the trust, and I could file that in Lamar County. 
That's Jenny. Jenny, I think you also have to file that with the clerk, don't you? I, I would file it with the the clerk of the courts in the case that they're that you're out on bond with to show mm-hmm. that you have a private trust, private pure trust established. Mm-hmm. So do you uh, just contact me on on Facebook on legal deception, and we'll talk private message. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely do that um, because um, I got I got a couple of them set up. Um, and I know, I know you charge. I mean, if you could just ask, you know, and maybe point me in a direction, you know, that would be great. Because right now, I am somebody who does not have any money. All my funds are, you know, is is I'm fighting so much different stuff, and I'm trying to keep my a roof over my family's head and so forth and so on. Um, yeah, just contact me private message on on Facebook. And okay. just remind me that we're talking here tonight on the call. Okay, we'll, I definitely we'll talk more about this. Okay. Yeah, I definitely do that. Um, and um, for the the seal, what type of seal am I asking um, for for from Lamar County? Am I getting it? Yeah. Um, You're. Are you talking about the seven seals of your birth certificate? Well, did no, you already you, get it authenticated? Already authenticated all the way up. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to figure out what is the. You gotta. You gotta take the birth certificate and the first and last page of your trust, which Jenny will explain that to you. You gotta do an affidavit with that birth certificate in your filing to the clerk, and um, then you're gonna take that and you gotta file it with um, the treasurer, so that you're, what you're trying to do is lock them out of your account. Right. And you will. You will because you're going to take possession of it now. Yep. See, the only reason why they got you on this out on bail and all this. Now, depending, let me tell you something. It depends. If you don't have a man filing a claim against you, then you're okay. But if you have a man, a live man or woman that filed a claim against you, then, you know, you're going to have to pay the price. I, I don't want to know what your case is, but I'm just letting you know that if you have a living human being that filed something against you, um, then that isn't going to protect you because there's someone else that you, you know, if you injured or harmed a living soul, then that won't work for you. That's right. You know, like that only works in fake commercial corpus kind of thing. Right. This is this is BS charges. Um, I filed some paperwork against the judge and um, the and so basically, it's oh, retaliation. Uh, they down retaliation. Okay, so you're going to have to use a maxim of law asking for forgiveness. Okay. Okay. You know why? Because let me tell you guys something. Just because they're a judge and a lawyer, and we know most of them are corrupted, right? But uh-huh. you you're going to say the judge is corrupted, right? But yeah, they're also protecting the trust. That's why you don't understand what's going on. For many of you, believe that it was some kind of laws going on here. They're not. They're protecting the trust. Not always. Last, last well, yeah, they are for their pocket. <laughs> well, yeah, or I, I don't want to go into it, but I I have yeah, another yeah, way you know, There's a yeah, case. I was about to say infants and children. They want to treat you as an infant and a child. So, in a way, they are protecting the trust because um, look at all those patriots out there. Yeah, they would do Think some about severe this. damage. Yeah, they could do severe damage. And, you know, we even invited the patriot movement to come on board with us, right? And instead we get this 
you haven't shown us any proof or you haven't done this. Well, we can't show you because every time we do something, the courts wipe it off the map. Uh huh. You know, we don't get a chance. I could have showed you the case and I could have. <laughs> Let me tell you this much. If we can't show it to you because the courts wipe it off the face of the map, and doesn't that show you then that it is working? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because basically, if I'm sharing, especially once I get rid of these six felonies uh, that I'm facing. Yeah. So, hey, they put felonies on you for whatever they want to now, because like I said, uh, that case was about my own kid. I don't want to say no names, because that kid is really a kid. It's just that, you know how you're ignorant of the law? Yeah. They were actually taking her felony charges and saying, oh, this one doesn't fit. Let's try this one. They would change it. I would look and I'd say, oh, it's a different felony now. So I knew they were playing games with the felony charges. And that's, and, that's, um, that's the same situation with me because the public just don't What is that noise? Southern, that's your phone. No, it ain't. It isn't? Who's over there coughing on the phone? <laughs> Anyways, um... Yeah, last question. Um, I got the... Case, I got two certs. It's breaking up really bad. I think somebody fell asleep. Yeah. How would I convert those those two search warrants into checks? You you can't you can't actually convert them into a check yourself. You have to do a trust enforcement. Okay. Like, so there's no. Here's my thing. You know, you ever notice that when you go after the court, let's just say you won your case and they say they can't pay you. They don't pay you, right? Right. They don't pay you because they don't have any money either. <coughs> Think about this. You don't really have any money to pay them, and the agency doesn't really have any money to pay you. Ah, you know who that was? Okay, that was Southern. It was? He's sleeping again? Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, when you win a case, the reason why they can't pay you is because there is no money, so... You can't use the word money when you're doing a a, a, um, a complaint or a claim against them. You have to you have to actually give them a trust account number to put, deposit the funds into the pro, and they're not called money. It's called proceeds uh, award, you know, an award or you or a grant. But it's mostly it's an award. They have to award you. And they put it into a trust, and then you just um, go in that way to the courthouse and get your funds or the proceeds. But when people say, I demand that you pay me now, I want my money, you owe me. Well, they can't pay you because there is no money. That's why they 12 be 50. Uh. So, um, okay. 12 well, B6, any... failure to state a claim on which relief can be granted. Right. Why? Because you're asking for money, and there is no money. Yep. You're putting them in a position where they cannot perform. Okay. Okay. Any other questions? You know, I was uh, thinking here earlier uh, about something that um, Southern had said. 
he was talking about uh, putting uh, final payment in the memo. Hello. Southern. Southern. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Hello. That's a question for you. Well, it's not so much a question as a thought, but uh, yeah. Southern had said earlier tonight um, about putting a final payment in, in the memo. Um, it, it seems to me that any time we need to do something, that we need to be honorable about what we're doing. So just mm-hmm. by putting final payment on, you know, a check and sending it in and thinking, you know, that's going to be a contract somebody's going to accept, they're probably not going to accept it. You know, they're going to say, well, we didn't see it. You know, we didn't know about it. We didn't have knowledge. Everybody needs to have, you know, uh, to be honorable, you got to let everybody know what that contract is. Well, so, well uh, let me ask you this. Well, you think that when you didn't write it on there and you're sending it to the department, right? Think about it like this. You're sending well, it to a special department, right? And they well, collect the payments, right? Right? Uh, maybe. You, you, think, you, know. You, you know what? Doesn't that sound kind of peculiar that somebody would collect these checks and not look them over before um, signing them off and putting them for deposit? Well, I, I myself, um, I, I was thinking that, you know, maybe the honorable way of going about doing something like that would be to put that in, uh, basically do an administrative process on it where when you're making that payment, you send it to them and notify, uh, like a, as a, a notice, let them have the first one. Then after they get the second one and they don't want to dispute it and they acknowledge it, then I'd say I'd take that third one and maybe send that to the CEO of the company or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. the secretary is, you know, this way they can't deny that they've had it, you know, so if um, there's ever, you know, any issue with that, they've got a, a record that you've done everything you can to notify them of what it was that you was wanting. You notified them right there on, your, um, on the check or money order. I, I see what you're getting at. So yeah. let me just answer it this way. You always act in good faith. And in Correct. honor, if that's Correct. what you feel you need to do, because you are now running your own court of record, you must do that. Correct. That was just a thought. So, so nobody can answer. I can't tell anybody how to run their court. Mm-hmm. But believe you me, we are always in court. We are always yeah. in church. We are always being watched over. We will be accountable for this. So you do yeah. what you need to do. Yeah, so basically, you can do anything you want to do, but as long as, you know what it is? It's the intent. Uh And here's the thing, people. The reason why I say, like, you write final payment or whatever, because I'm telling you, if you start paying them using Federal Reserve notes, the article's on the wall. It tells you that you're acting in dishonor and you become an enemy of the state for paying with Federal Reserve notes. You're trying to pay a debt with a debt instrument, and you too are an instrument of bondage, and you're trying to pay for something that you don't have a right to pay. It's not even in your name. You're not even being billed like the guy said. Well, why did you pay it? I even talked to a utility company. What did he say? Well, yeah, I understand. Yeah, we knew that. I go, then why didn't you tell the people that you weren't really billing us? Well, what can I say? Are they acting in honor when they didn't tell you that you're not really the one being billed? No, no. Did they tell you that you were giving them a gift and that um, they don't have to show you the payment because you gave them a gift and it wasn't any kind of a payment that was valued at credit? Nope. 
They sure don't. Nope. These people are very clever. You know, the corporate side is, you know, everybody started off with good intent, but beyond that, this isn't an operation run by um, people, um, you know, this is Satan's system. And that system is run by pure deception. Even though the people who work for all of these agencies, they don't even know what's going on. Everybody's been compartmentalized so intricately that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. By design. Yeah, by design. Your houses, people, they were stolen by design. All they did was change a certain law. And in 2005 to 8, that thing went haywire. You know, I was asking this lady one day, you know what she says? Because the people didn't pay their taxes and stuff, or they don't want to pay. And I said, really? That's funny how in one day, 66,000 houses are taken in one day in one state. That's not your imagination. That's by design. Yep. That was in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. So, anyways, um, people, I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good night. Um, something to be looking into, like I said, is equity and trust. You can find books out there written on it. Um, it would be my suggestion because you're the one who is the equity and they're stealing everything from you. Absolutely. No more questions? Uh-huh. I have a question, actually. I know it's not related to this case. But um, I want to find out if anybody does know about uh, how you can change your status as a, as a, I don't know, become a national or what do you call it? It's a, I can't say citizenship because, well, kind of puts me as, yeah, American national. Does anybody know the process? Is anybody done with that? Well, is it being as an immigrant, I could say, right? Well, I mean, when you, you know, you, you probably need to go and apply for a passport. Yeah, I know. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah, but don't do non-citizen national. Don't do non-citizen national. Non-citizen is stateless. That means you'll be in limbo. You won't have the right to travel and, or anything. You'll be stateless. No, I know. That's what I need to know. Say that again. If you what now? If you claim that a lot of people are doing the silver bullet thing, they're they're starting. We had a guy actually tell us this, but I've done some research through a gentleman named David Williams. And when you start looking at the definition of non-citizen national, when you're doing that, or people are going in and doing uh, renouncing U.S. citizenship, well, Mm -hmm. they're stateless. They they have no state. They haven't practiced self determination. They haven't done anything to alter who they were. So because of that, now they renounced, you know, a state or claim that status. Now they're mm-hmm. staying. Aren't you they supposed have, to do a declaration of domicile before you go and and um, your domicile? When you do a declaration of dom- domicile, you're already telling them where you're at. Okay. So, but and I mean, usually because, when you're private. And you go into a county, what what the um, attorney general was saying to me, he actually gave me a little hint. He said, wherever you move to, you need to put your papers in and say you're here to do business in this county or this city, right, the county recorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you go, you got to lay your papers. 
Okay. No, I so know, but I'm really always talking. stateless. You won't really be stateless. You have the passport, you know, but if you're a national, you belong to a 50 state. You just don't belong to the U.S. government, which is the corporation. No, that's what I meant. And, you know, how to get become a citizenship without the corporation, you know, getting, you know, getting screwed with you. That's what I meant, you know, to mm-hmm. apply to become a one of you guys, you know, what do you call it, one of the we, the people. American national, yeah. Yeah, American national. That's what I mean. I would just, I think you should just do a declaration since you're not one right now. Why you just declare it yourself and file it into the recording and then do your passport. But, you know, because you want to do your papers in every county that you go to. I mean, you have a birth certificate. No, I'm not. I wasn't born here, though. Yeah, but you have one. They, everywhere you go in the world, everybody has a birth certificate unless you're from a yeah, jungle. I yeah, I know. I have one, yes. But right, so, you see, mine, mine is really kind of different from whatever you guys have. As I, I already posted on a legal deception, it's totally different because uh, when I also was filing to become as a legal resident in here, I had yeah. to change the, my my birth certificate because of the one mistake that was put in. They changed my last name as a uh, one letter was changed, so I have to go back and tell them. Well, here I I have to go back to my country's vital statistics and rechange the name. So, and then when I did that, and then everything was right. And I came in. I mean, the only reason is that. I still don't understand is everybody's talk about that uh, when you go to court, they get screwed with all the cap letters, all down is maxima. But what really bothers me is that if you're not well born here, how come they're still screwing you over? I, I do understand that I do have diversity. So you keep going into the courtroom and you keep looking for a reason for them to do what they do to you. Like I told you the other day, you want to file a claim against them, but how are you going to file a claim when you just accepted the sentence? Listen no, to what I'm saying like a, here. You just contracted yeah. with them. It doesn't matter why. You already did it, though. No, I and now understand, you but accepted it. Huh? Here's, here's the thing. I never plead anything. There was no paper. The only thing it doesn't matter. You it don't matter. You accepted the contract. Yep. That's okay. all they wanted you to do was accept the contract. Now that you've accepted it, you can't turn around and say later, I want to sue you because... I don't like this contract that you put me into. You were supposed to fight the contract to be run to begin with. Uh-huh. But the problem that I tell people is that you go in and you do things. It doesn't matter. As long as your name and your signature is on there saying, okay, I agree with this, what you're going to do here, then you've agreed mm-hmm. you can't revoke what you've done. Yeah, and what, okay. you said, what you said about your mom's, the look of your mom's face, I think you did the right thing, and nobody thinks mm-hmm. bad about what you did. Right. You're fine. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I was just saying is, like, later on now, I can make them liable for whatever they did? Uh-uh. No. No, That's no you accepted it. No. Mm-hmm. Well, can you... We, can we you all think? make mistakes. Just accept it and a learning experience and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you can't correct it, it's Okay. Just move on. Learn yeah. from it and move on. Yeah, I know. Right. Like, 
So you're saying that now I accepted that everything become a libel, whatever the codes that I, you know, supposedly, which is rogue, which is, was, I don't know, obstruction, whatever. So now I can't make them libel. I can't oh. appeal the decisions as well. So I already, you know, accepted so you the accepted whole thing. That. Right? Okay. Yep. Yep. Once you accept it, you formed a contract. So there you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, it's, well, I guess it's a good thing to learn. I mean, that's the first thing. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. Hey, maybe I, next time. I don't know of anybody next... who hasn't messed up in life. Right. Yeah. And it's okay. Yep, it's not the end. Yep. Okay. So no, a- anybody right, else right. have a question? Okay. I see Southern dropped off already. I guess it's past his nap time. <laughs> so uh okay. thank you all very much for participating. We appreciate yeah. all of it, all of your input and uh, everything. Well thank you guys, I mean, for the for the knowledge you guys sharing. So good thing to keep we're, learning. We're trying, we're trying. So until the next week, uh, I will try to. I'm going to try to drop the letter now, so you guys can put it to your birth certificate. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to the show. Until next week, have a good one. Bye. Yep, take care. God bless everybody. Bye. Mm-hmm. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.